Isn't that thing? Oh, is it Ray he looks like, I feel like he, they could have given him that name and been like, oh, he's been alive forever. And like I, with the eyebrows, I'd been like, I believe it. That looks like him. Fuck. And who would you say that to? Yeah, so anyways, it's Chris Rock, and he's Max Shrek. Uh, he's got a point. He's there meeting with the mayor. They're about about to go out there to the Christmas time celebration for this tree lighting that they've already missed and give a speech. And uh, so, yeah, they're up there, though. And, of course, Shrek, is, you know, he's a ruthless businessman, shrewd. Uh, he uses it to his advantage to talk about his power plant, which he has conveniently set up right here as a diorama that he's trying to push through for the city. And the mayor's like, no, no fucking way. Come on now. Max, we're not about this. We don't need it. We have plenty of power. And Max, this is, I think the first time he introduces his, yeah, you know, there is no such, he says it to Bruce, there's no such thing as a sur- sur- surplus, right? Here's the same way, though, right? Of like, no, 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 yeah, he wants to, he, he wants Gotham to be ready for the next, you know, that's with 1% of growth year over year. He wants to be ready for an explosion, and he has this terrible vision of looking at Gotham blinking on and off and the mayor behind it who fucked it all up. And the mayor's not having it. He knows Shrek's full of shit, but no big deal, right? Uh, in the middle of this, uh, Selena Kyle, his assistant slash executive assistant slash secretary, walks in to serve them all coffee and does it as awkwardly as possible. And then, of course, decides that with no plan to jump out of her uh, plane with no parachute and interrupt the conversation, to which they all look at her and she backs off. She's like, actually, it's more of a question instead of a suggestion. And they all walking. What does he say, Nick? What does he say? She makes a hell of a cup of coffee, or something like not, that, right? Yeah, he's not. She's not completely. <laughs> she's not completely housebroken, but she makes a hell of a oh, cup of coffee or something. Right, like that. right, right. And they all leave laughing at her. Ha 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 ha, Selena, you stupid idiot! And she's like, oh, and they all leave, and she's like, like oh, I'm a, such an a, idiot. The secretary probably shouldn't be like, oh, hey, I've got an idea. Probably not. No, I would. I mean, well, I mean, I don't. Now, hold on. In this, in this, I mean, as I just meet Max Trek. I would tell you 100% yes, you shouldn't do that. Yeah. It's kind of funny if we ever can afford a secretary and they have a great question. I'm, I'm, or a great question or suggestion. Mid-pitch, I'm all ears for it. Mid pitch. Let's say we're sitting down. Who am I pitching to? The mayor. We're sitting. Oh, or mayor. The like, You know, the someone. And like, okay. and, and okay. Andy comes over here with his guitar and he's like, "But I've got a pitch." You know what, Andy? You well, come if Andy's out got with the guitar, guitar, I want to hear his pitch no matter what. I just want you to know that. Andy, heads up, if I'm at a family member's funeral and you walk in, you're like, I got a pitch and you got a guitar? I'm like, let's hear Everyone is going to be great. Nick comes in. No problem. would have wanted it. What's your pitch, Andy? What's your pitch? You know what I mean? Like, I'm all about that life, Andy, just in case. I'm not trying to put it in your head. I don't want you to think about it too hard, but that's I would like that. I'm glad to know I have a green light here. You do. You do. I'm like Steph Curry, you know? You do. Um, so she sits in there and complains a bit about her life. Uh, Shrek and the mayor go out. They're immediately, uh, you know, the press is there like, oh, and they walk up to the podium to give their little speech or whatever and everything else. And the mayor steps to it. He's like, I want to introduce somebody who's done more for this city than Jesus Christ himself. You know what I mean? This guy is basically our Santa Claus, Max Shrek. And Max Shrek walks up there, and then he does the old pat down for his speech. Uh, or actually, he, we might have cut away before then, but it doesn't matter. Uh, Selena Kyle at the same time realizes she did not give his speech. She did not put his speech in his pockets. So she grabs it. She rushes downstairs to try to give it to him. Back there, he realizes he doesn't have a speech. He turns to Chip, his fucking, this guy, Nick, you want to talk about somebody who should have been playing football. You know what oh. I mean, Andy? Why wasn't this guy out there on the offensive line for your Dallas Cowboys? What do you really? Let me explain Go Cowboys, baby. Other, my only other touchstone for this guy was that he was in Hudson Hawk as one of the bad guys. He was in there as one of the candy bars. Like, all the bad guys, Tim, in this movie were named after candy bars, and I think he might have been Baby Ruth. I'm not quite it's, sure. It's so I love hard that. to watch that movie right now. Like, you, you can't find it streaming anywhere. I've wanted it's to rewatch it. Oh, yeah, me too. I want to watch it for free. I think it, buy it on Voodoo. We'll watch it. Um, but, yeah, I just remember him being in it, and he just plays this dumb lunk. Oh, so no good. way. 
Yeah. So I'm looking at his. He well, was, no, not that. I have no he reference. Was, oh, he's also about. in that football movie, right? He's, he's in the program. Team. He's yeah. in the program. I'm watch, I'm looking through his, his IMDb right now, and yeah, he was in the fucking program. The guy who did the steroids. He was the guy that, that, guy that did steroids and cries at the end, and then he was yeah. one of the guys that lays down in the middle of the road. And remember yeah. that scene where everyone's like, that's so awesome, and then kids try to do it in real life because kids are stupid and they got you run over. You say that scene. No, remember it from the trailer. People did it watching the trailer. Kids got ran over, and they said, we're moving that scene from the fucking uh, thing. Oh, that's I feel like this yeah, jacket thanks. is, like, set up weird. Like, I, people shouldn't <laughs> look this way. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. He's a shape that he's But not. I don't understand. Like, yeah. I feel like his shape ends Mark right Christmas. here. Kevin, Kevin in, the, in the way that they sort of artificially created a shape for the penguin, right? He's mm-hmm. wearing, like, this weird kind of yeah. bodysuit. I feel yeah. like that's the same thing here, where his shoulders should not be there. But, yeah, he was Zangief in the Street Fighter movie. Was he really? That's, that's awesome. Yeah. This guy had a great career. What's his name? Maybe we'll figure that out by the end. Andrew Brynjarski. There it is. Andy, you can look for him right soon. His current, his his latest movie is currently in post production called Chuck Hank and the San Diego Twins. Hell yeah, hell he's yeah. Baron D and he's Baron D in that. We, we gotta do that in review. He looks like a Baron. Like his yeah. name is Baron. I'm like, I buy it. Yep. I'm looking. There's a trailer. A turf war has been raging in Old Town for generations. <laughs> that's oh, that's how it starts. <laughs> he was also in Command and Conquer Tiberian Sun. So you're saying we should get him on We Have Cool Dude, Friends? I feel like he, he got, he did so good as uh, Zangief. Let me see. Uh, anyway, he tells Chip, remind me to fire, remind me to take it out on uh, the secretary when I get back there. Because he's like, yeah, I'm going to fucking, do who, she's going to get one of these. And so he walks back up, takes off his glasses. And he didn't need the speech, right? Because he's Max Shrek. Well, he also tossed out presents very awkwardly. It, it was then he takes like off his two glasses. lines. Like he went up there and he was like, oh, I wish I could do more. Yeah. I love you all. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just yo, He nailed that speech. You're kidding world, me? Totally. World peace. But instead, give it back a little power. Wait, what was it too? Yeah, like you know, I'm just a, I'm just a lucky schmo. I'm just an old schmo who got lucky or whatever, and just, and you know, whatever. Sue me for wanting to give something back. And then but he, I, he, again, I love the commitment to this movie just being so on the nose with everything it ever does. It's like cool totally. the duality of Catwoman and Batman. This guy Hold literally. On. I'll just, don't even, he just wants more power. That's it. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I didn't even know anything about that. My favorite part about this is that he's like. You know, I just wish I could give you know what is it, world peace and a little bit of power back, and put it in a box in a box with a big a present with a big bow, and then and Penguin goes, oh, but you can, oh, but you will, All right? Looking at his watch, and then what rolls up a giant present? Like if I'm the Penguin doing that, I'm like holy shit, guys, you won't believe what he just walked into. He said the thing we're about to do. Did you have a copy of his speech? You did, and that's not in the speech. Well, this is fucking insane. All right, I think we need to. This is what I'm talking about, right? God wants us to. Yeah, exactly, right? This is divine intervention that we are supposed to do this. I'm very proud to kill the firstborn of every Gotham person. I think at the end of this, right, you know, Penguin unfortunately has, you know, he falls to his demise, and there's a very weird funeral scene. But before we get there, I think we need to just shout out to the fact that the idea that the Penguin could rise to this level of power. Oh, okay. No, just the idea that he could rise to this level of power from where he came from. Sure. Think about American the origins of England. Think about how he got to uh, – how did he get followers? How did he get people to, like, believe in his message? And no how well, the gang, learn- remember, is the, is the circus gang. It's the, red, it's the red triangle gang from the circus he was in. It, it's just so bizarre that he has this much power and technology now. Like, I don't know what the process was. There's there, a lot but- of technology left over at the zoo, Andy. And really, if you think about it, it really comes together. <laughs> 
no, the tech stuff, the tech stuff, I'm with you. But I like, I like these people. It was weird that there was a bunch of clowns because I was just like, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah, like, no one's immediately like the Joker's back. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. That's way too too bizarre of a, a choice for them to make between these two movies. But like, I liked the circus stuff, and it like to me, I'm like, I buy this. I buy them looking at him as the freakest of all freaks. Sure, I'm just listening to him. Sure. Okay. Uh, so yeah, oh, but you can't, oh, but you will. Uh, giant package rolls up, and the mayor's like, sure, that's nice. And he's like, I didn't do it. And then what happens? It explodes and just fucking acrobats and giant skull guys and clowns and, uh, the guy with the monkey and the gun. He's another character actor, Nick, that I see in everything. The guy with the, the, huh? Oh, he wasn't Ghost. Get yeah, off my train. Get off my train. He teaches him how to push the can. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was great. That was yeah, great. Was I don't realize, too. In 2005, yeah. Get off my train. Uh, so, yeah, they come out, and they just start fucking up the city. You know, they're knocking stuff around. They're, shoot, they're shooting the shit. They're, they're fucking people all over the place. And they're burnt. They kick open one place, and they, you know, the, the guy dressed as the devil with the pitchfork in his fire spits fire in there to light shit on fire. Uh, you got motorcyclists going around. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer comes out. She gets scared, drops all her notes. One of them gets stuck to her head. And I'll tell you right now, as somebody who's done a few little productions, you, I'm sure when that takes happen, like, oh, my God, this is perfect. Don't let that get, you know what I mean? Like, that's so cool. It's stuck in her hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, all hell breaks loose there with the Red Triangle Gang or the Circus Gang, as uh, Commissioner Gordon will call them. And but before and then, Commissioner Gordon, of course, won't even get out of his fucking car to do a little bit of police work. He just leans over and goes, what are you waiting for? Line it up. And sure as shit, boom, bat symbol in the sky. And we cut back to Wayne Manor, where Michael Keaton, a.k.a. Bruce Wayne, is doing jack shit. Sitting He's in the sitting dark. sitting in a dark room waiting, waiting for this light to be shown on him. You want to talk about giving me some characterization of how fucked up this Bruce Wayne is? Let's start right there. He's not in the cave. He's not researching anything. He's not trying to live a Bruce Wayne life. Just sitting in the dark waiting for anything to happen. Alfred, bored out like, of his board. Alfred, like, do, you, do, you want me to, do you want me to put on Netflix or something? I hear the show that the office people like this office show. Do you want me to just watch that while they're they're waiting? It's like no, I'm not just taking a black turtleneck in my (laughs) fucking turtleneck. God damn it, man! But the light, the you know, the bat symbol lights up in the sky above Wayne Manor in Gotham City, which then triggers two different bat symbol reflectors that reflect it right into him in that room. And I'll tell you. This yeah. would be hard to explain if you had anybody over. <laughs> anybody else is at Wayne Manor at any time when this signal goes off. Oh, boy, we got some trouble. But yeah, that's one of those things, that and the door to the Iron Maiden that you have to go into the fish tank to trigger. Those yeah. are those moments where I was like, somebody really likes the 66 oh, Batman. Like, they we're yeah, doing a little homage there. We do not need this at all. It, well, I love that he's like, all right, let's get in the Iron Maiden, and the and Alfred's just like, I'm gonna go like, on the fucking stairs. Cause and, beat, and, and, and Michael Keaton beats him by all of ten, five seconds. Yeah, he has enough time to turn on the computer before Alfred walks in. And come you, on, man! You love the idea that the the uh, the iron spikes go away when he goes in. When like, it's fully really closed. Yeah, only when it's fully closed. All right, the spike is gone. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, that we're not even to the Iron Maiden yet, but, uh, you know, he gets dressed up as Batman, he gets in the Batmobile, he drives over there. This is when we see the new suit, Does he, do we get the whole dramatic him putting on, or that's we later? We do, no, this is This is where up. we walk in, he's got a million suits in the yeah. Iron Cave now. And he goes, he does this thing where shink, shink, and it's like a dumb joke of like, hey, I've got a bunch of suits, but they're all the same suit. I did not I need the same suit, and I was like, okay, we're going campy with this. But I do say, I do think the suit... I used to harp on it a little bit more, but I do think it's a lot more streamlined than this, and I do like the way that he moves in it. And I yeah. think the cowl actually looks better in this one than the Yeah. Nick, when we did, yeah. when we did this ranking for uh, on the kind of like podcast, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, after watching this and seeing Andy? those really nice close-up shot, shots. Andy, up? hit 
this song for best bat suit. Bat suit, bat suit. Mm-hmm. Which one is the best? I'm Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to bat suit, bat suit. I'm Kevin. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller. This is one of the many podcasts within a podcast. Of course, we have already started ranking the best bat suits. Currently, the list stands at number 189, Batman. Number 266, Batman. Where do you guys want to put Batman Returns? So I still like the 89 Batman just a little bit better because I like the design of the abs and I like the gloves that they, I think the gloves have a lot more detail on them and I like that the, the boots have a lot more detail on them. But I do, I can't disagree that the cowl just fits his face better in yeah. this and just looks a lot, like a lot easier to use. But I like the, I like the color of the 89 better because this one has a little bit more, it's a little more gray. And the, yeah, Kevin, is, Kevin has it. shot it up here on the on the screen. If you're a viewer I for fucking so far, you crushed it. I still give the '89 just a little bit of a nod, but I think he. I, I do think the the return suit is actually pretty dope. I used to hate it, but now I. Here's my it. thing: is the only knock I have on the the return suit is the abs. I miss the more human being abs rather than metal plate abs. Right. But I can't. And I won't let that get in the way of saying the Batman Return suit is a better suit. I enjoy the form factor more. I think the towel's better. The I like the cape better. better, too. He looks taller in it because his head's not so big, too, which yeah. is nice. Bro, I got Jordans, man. Come on. It does have Jordans. I knew Tim was going to vote for this the second I saw that piece of trivia. It said Jordan Sixes. I was like, I don't know what that means, but I'm sure Tim just Sixes cleaned. are dope. Yeah. No. 92. Let's go. I feel like it's all about the cowl, where it's like the cowl in the middle there looks dumb. Mm-hmm. It looks like a mad cat. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then on the right, it, 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 this is what I imagine when I imagine Batman. I think yeah, it's the eyebrows. It's definitely a bit more streamlined, but I do love the more, um, not like the more. I, I don't know what's what the word I'm looking for is like just arminess of yeah. the chest. I love how the the pec muscles aren't like this is a human pec. It's just like this is kind of armorized and yeah, I, I just love the I love the vibe of it. It reminds me of the flak jackets they wore or the, the bulletproof vests they wore in uh, Robocop where they had that the rough outline of the human like muscles but it wasn't it was like angular and like octagonal. Yeah. yeah. Right. Really, really cool. Well it's it looks really like the new ranking Batman returns is uh the better bat suit here. Sorry about that, Nick. I know that hurts for you. It really That's okay. You live and learn guys, you grow and you progress. Jesus Christ. The next two bat suits are gonna be interesting. <laughs> No future spoilers. Uh, back to this movie, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, all hell's breaking loose, all right? The Circus Gang, a.k.a. Red Triangle Gang, is out there. They're fucking shit up. But Batman is on the case. And this is, again, where everybody who watched Batman v Superman and wanted to talk shit about Batman killing people, I will accept your handwritten apology letters to me. You can send them to the Kind of Funny P.O. Box. Andy, what is the Kind of Funny P.O. Box once again? P.O. Box... Eight four two nine three seven. That does not four, sound like eight. the real one. That does not sound like the real PO box. No, no, I, I just needed to fill time. You can write to me at kind of funny doc or kind of funny, PO box two seven two zero three, San Francisco, California nine four one two seven. I will accept your apologies oh. for not understanding Batman history and thinking that it was a huge deal if Ben Affleck killed people. Because let's talk about Michael Keaton just fucking people up, Nick. At one point, so the only thing I can say is that he doesn't. We they don't call a ton of attention to it, unlike Batman v Superman. Wait, hold on a second. He just attacks people Nick, for no hold reason. On. At, <laughs> one no reason. reason. <laughs> At one point, the Batmobile uses some mechanism to rise, spin yeah. around, <laughs> drop down, and blow a jet mm-hmm. at someone. Mm-hmm. But I will say this. I will say this. The difference is those people 
were clearly killing people. In Batman v Superman, there was a random guy hired to drive a truck. And he's just thinking to himself, all I got to do tonight, guys, it's a late shift. I got to pick this thing up and drive it over to that Lex Luthor warehouse, drop it off. I get to go home to my kids. What's that in the sky? Holy shit. It just <laughs> fucking shot me for no reason. <laughs> Batman in Batman v Superman is a murderer. In this one, at least, the tri- I would feel as his lawyer confident defending him. I was like, well, the guy did come at you with a stick of dynamite. Granted, you didn't need to strap it to him and then shove him down a hole for him to explode <laughs> body parts. But well, remember, he doesn't defense. even blow up the guy he takes the bomb from. He, he takes out the guy, takes his bomb, then walks with the bomb, like, how am I going to get rid of this fucking bomb? And then old fucking circus performer strongman shows up, and he's like, yeah, fucking hit me. And he's like, you know what? I will hit you just to distract you while I shove this in your balls and push you down this hole. He is a murderer. Straight up. And he it enjoys is. it. But it's it's entertaining to watch. We see all the different things the Batmobile can do. I enjoy when he puts out the long poles and knocks the dudes with stilts down. Uh, He's slamming people together, obviously. He burns the the fire dude alive. I feel like. To be fair, I don't. I'm I'm defending this for comedic sake, but I did not like these elements when I was a kid either. I didn't. I didn't like the elements of him blowing up the the Ace Chemicals in the last one either. I just think it's kind of lazy. And I think that they could have come up with a lot more fun ways for Batman to have subdued these people than just exploding them or lighting them on fire. I like how Tim's mic really liked what I just said because it just, it just rose up. I was like, hello. Um, so, yeah, that's all happening. He's fucking people up. At some point, he gets out, uh, he rolls over, uh, gets out of the car, and Selena Kyle's been grabbed by one of the perpetrator clown people, right? And he's got a stun gun. And he's like, I'm going to fucking stun her brains out. And Batman's like, mm, we got the eyes like we like with the light lit up. Mm-hmm. And so eventually he does the thing where he shoots one of his gadgets. He goes behind the dude. He's like, ha ha, you missed. And he just yanks it and yanks this piece of fucking whatever brick out. I don't even know. Plastic. Really stupid. Hit, I hated that. Hits the guy in the back of the head and drops him. And then really dumb. Like, how did he know? I thought it was funny. I thought it was cool. How uh, did he know what? How would he have known that that perfect piece would have, like, I don't know. <laughs> but, like... But that being the solution to this scene, I did not, like, there could have been 30 other different ways that they could have had this, you know, oh, that's the clever Batman, I see. But he's just like, oh, let me just pull off this slab of rock off the wall. Like, I don't know, it's stupid. Well, Andy, you missed it. There's a deleted scene before he gets, before the bat scene goes up where he's down in the bat cave training and he's just shooting grappling hooks at different types of (laughs) plaster. Exactly. Pulling them out. How does he know Gotham that well? He knows Gotham that well. He's like, wait, is that the, that's the bank at third and, uh, third and fifth? Yeah, okay, I got this. Yeah, it's yeah, mostly it. sand. It'll come yeah, out. it's mostly sand. It's got a brick. It's got a plaster finish to the bricks. So I got right. this. No, right. Yanks it down. He gets a short interaction with Selena Kyle there where they talk a bit. She fumbles for words. He doesn't really talk. She she tries to talk to him. It doesn't go well. Uh, he goes off to fuck up more people. She then immediately is like, ah, oh, God, I can't talk to anybody. I'm an idiot. So she uh, reaches down there, gets the stun, sees the guy with the stun gun. She grabs the stun gun. She stuns him just to see it. She takes the stun gun. A little foreshadowing. Exactly. She likes to stun people. Uh, meanwhile, in the middle of all this, Max Shrek was like, I'm fucking out of here in peace and didn't want to, like, you know, he snuck off like the slimy little jerk he is. And again, you want to talk about the penguin literally sitting there going like, we are on a mission from God. Mm-hmm. Max Shrek just goes down a random alleyway and takes another random alleyway and falls perfectly into a penguin trap. That like It wasn't like he got herded that way by anybody. It was just like, what the hell was this? Yeah, that's how he tried to do it. They figured it out, and then he goes down. And he slides on down, and he gets knocked down. Um, Batman subdues the motherfucking gangs for the most part. Some of them go away. We t- The scene with the remote control batarang happens, yeah, where it knocks everybody out, but at the last second, the dog jumps, 
six feet into the air, even though we clearly oh. see in the shot it jumps six inches. <laughs> grabs the thing, brings it down, and walks off with it, which again will be later uh, in, in in the plot here of what we need. And the, uh, again, the battering had enough power to knock out 150 pound plus human beings. It's not hard. But the dog, totally cool. Poodle, circus poodle, tall. man. Come on. Circus poodles are tough. You didn't know that. I understand that. something that is well known. That is well known. Um, this is also where we get the thing we talked about earlier with, uh, looks like the circus gang's back in, t- the circus gang's back in town, Batman. We'll see. And he just walks away, right? And again, he's working with everybody. We're all here. We're one big, happy Gotham City family. This is how it is. Um, Max Shrek comes to, uh, after we get the huge fly-through of the dilapidated zoo and Arctic world and all the oceanic things and the crab with the dead claws and stuff, like, Gotham's such a fuck city, they're like, we don't even care about the zoo anymore. There's no reason for the zoo. And, of course, this is where the penguin washed up, like, 35 years ago. It looked like they didn't care about the zoo then either. They, they, I, that's another fucked up thing, you know, of, like, it got so bad in Gotham. They were like, <laughs> we're gone, and we're not taking any of the animals with us. You know, we're just going to go. The animals can live there on their own and just figure it the fuck out. Cause well, we they were wild them. at one point. They'll figure it out. I, I think when they're in captivity in cages, though, it's harder to do. Maybe at the end they open the cages and we're just like, hey, this is your land again. Enjoy it. Who knows that? <laughs> Uh, Max Shrek comes to, right, and uh, he's in Arctic world. It's all dilapidated. It's gross. There's giant pools of water everywhere. There's a bunch of fucking penguins all over the place. There's a bunch of clowns and uh, random circus people eating the giant dinner at this giant table. Look like they're having fun. But then he looks to the left, and it's the penguin there feeding a bunch of penguins. He's like, ah, I forget what he says. He says something funny, though, his introduction. And uh, Max Shrek's like, oh, my God. He grabs his tank. He's like, the rumors were true. The bird man. And so... Yeah, Penguin's down there, and he's got Max Shrek now, and he's going to use uh, Max Shrek however he fucking sees, because this is what it's all about. He's got blackmail. He's got a plan. Uh, he gets a Christmas stocking at one point to convince uh, Shrek of, like, how he's going to bring him up there. Because Penguin's whole plan is, like, oh, I really wish I would have known my parents. Like, I need you to bring me up there, uh, introduce me to the world so I can find my real parents. He knows he's a cobblepot, as Batman puts it together, and I'll put it here when that happens later, right? Batman it doesn't, it doesn't believe him for the longest time. We had a couple of different things of him watching news, uh, things about all this shit happening. And eventually, though, after going from not believing, I hope he finds his parents, uh, to then uh, looking through uh, old news clippings and finding the stuff of the Red Triangle Circus and how, uh, yeah, they had an aquatic bird boy there that escaped after some kids went missing and some were found dead or whatever, and, like, he got away without questioning all this shit. So he knows that this, there's more to Cobblepot than meets the eye here, right? Even though he doesn't know that that one soup he gets is supposed to be cold. Which I always thought was... Uh, rude about. What's the name of it? I always thought it was gazpacho. It wasn't. It wasn't. No, no, gazpacho is red. It. Yeah, I know. And in my head, though, as a kid, I always thought, oh, it, what, it, it's gazpacho. It's supposed to be cold. And then he says something completely different in this movie. Like, oh, fuck, I, don't, I remember this scene wrong. Because I could not understand what that word was, and I mm. oh, will forget it again. You know what I mean? The more you learn, Andy, you know what I mean? The more you know. Anyway, so, uh, I, yeah, he's like, Shrek, listen, farm of parents, why did I fucking help you? I'm Max Shrek, and I'm a son of a bitch. And he's like, oh, funny story about that. And he brings out this stocking that has all, or, like, Christmas stocking that has all of his uh, misdeeds in it. And he's got a thermos full of fucking uh, radioactive runoff or whatever. They've got pools of the shit in the back. Sludge. Like, green he's got, sludge. Exactly. He's got uh, paperwork that uh, uh, proves that his, you know, uh, net neutral plants or whatever is actually destroying everything. And he's like, I would have had those shredded. And he pulls it out and it's all, it has been shredded. He's like, a lot of tape and a little patience. Uh, and then finally he's like, how's your original business partner, right? He's like, oh, he's on an extended vacation. He's like, sure he is. And he pulls out his hand. He's like, ah, it's my hand. He's got, you want to see any other parts of my body? So he's got Max over the barrel here, all right? Because what, what's he say, Andy? What's he say? 
I don't know. What? You flush it, I <laughs> flaunt it. Anything oh, that these, mm-hmm. youth, these people try to throw away, these Gotham socialites, uh, Penguin's going to find and use to his advantage. How did he not find any of Bruce Wayne's receipts for buying a bat plane or a bat boat or anything like that? Remains to be seen. We don't know. I guess Bruce he bu- Yeah, he bought the bat plane from Boeing. Yeah, he has a receipt. It was it was on a deal. You got the bat plane and the bat boat too for. Well, it's it's going to be like another Batman movie we'll watch later, where he's like, I bought the body of the plane from this company, but the wings from another company. You're like, ah, oh, fucking brilliant, Bruce. You know what I mean? That's how you get them. There's future spoilers. That you don't know what movie this is, so you don't know what I'm talking about, and you don't know that I'm talking about the cow in not the plane. Um, That's the so, Catwoman movie. Catwoman, yeah. Oh man, the Reddit. Oof, man, the Reddit really wants us to do that Catwoman movie. Don't Fuck <laughs> that. You know what I mean? Like, it's in the universe. I'm like, it's not in the universe. I want to do it, man. I want to do it. (laughs) You can do it. You can do it all by yourself. Just for chaos. (laughs) Um, And so Max Shrek's like, fuck, I'm over a barrel here. Oh, this also, I should point out, too, the Penguin introduces all his his, uh, umbrellas there. I like that. He's got the different umbrellas on, you know, all the different shit he's going to do to them and use them and stuff like that. Dude, Uh, later when he says, I pulled out a cute one. It's such a good line. Uh, ah, when when he uh when he scares Shrek with the the gun umbrella. Yeah. Um right, what is this supposed to do? Is it hypnotize me? No, I'll just give you a splitting headache. Well it's not yeah. working. And then, yeah, then he, But then he goes, They're blanks. It didn't even occur to me that it was a gun at that point. Like the fact that he was like, Ah, oh, they're blanks, don't worry about it. You think I'd kill you right now? I was like, oh, I thought it was just like an explosion to scare somebody. I didn't know it was actually shooting, like, <laughs> it was just, like intending to be a gun. I don't know, it was weird. Uh, from there, Max understands the situation. He's over the barrel. He's got help. We jump back to Selena Kyle, who does the announcement. Honey, I'm home. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I'm not married. And walks into her apartment, uh, which, as uh, Nick has pointed out, has a Murphy bed, which he enjoys quite a bit. Murphy beds are cool. Yeah, they're cool. They're really cool. Uh, she walks around, Miss Kitty comes home, Miss Kitty apparently just a slut cat, Out just there getting fucking fucked all over, you know what I mean? This, hey, this is, this is canon, this is canon, this is canon, Kevin. Uh, but, uh, uh Michelle being said, spray and neuter your pets, people. Spray and neuter them, yes, it's very mm-hmm. important. Spray them. Spray them down with some... <laughs> what, is it, what, is it, what am I spay, saying? Spay, spay, spay. Spay, that's it. Spay and neuter. <laughs> Caught him up. Ah! Uh, Miss Kitty gets some uh, Michelle Pfeiffer plays her messages. They're from her mom being annoying. Uh, they're from a guy she was going to go on a Christmas getaway with, saying he's not going to go on the Christmas getaway. Boys from Guy? Gotham lady. I don't know who is it. Tim Burton. Oh, oh, look at that little fact! Wow, Dude, some of these messages, and it's later. It's a, it's the second round of messages, but the one that's straight up like, "Hey man, hey women, there's a perfume you should be using if you're a secretary. That maybe your boss will want to fuck you." Candlelight Candle dinner, yeah, later. That is the most disturbing thing. Like at any point, I don't know. Like it's 2020, and that's not appropriate. There was no way that was appropriate in that. No. Oh no, 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 it wasn't. It was, it was definitely playing into the more like you know 50s feel of like, oh man, make yourself attractive for your boss. I mean, that's all. That's all the whole Catwoman narrative, right? Is that she's meant to be this anti-hero or whatever, but in this movie, meant to be like a feminist icon, right? Of like. No, fuck this. I'm gonna own my sexuality. I'm gonna own this. I don't need. I don't need any of you. And I'm gonna fucking play you against each other and get what I want out of the situation. Even, even when when Michelle Pfeiffer's got the messy hair going, you're like, yeah, no, she's hot. You could tell that she's attractive. It reminds me of uh, in in 
Oh, what's that? She's all that. Team another yeah, team movie. Another yeah, team movie. All that. She's got she's glasses all that. in her hair up, and they pull it down and take exactly. off the glasses. Exactly. No. It's the same thing. It's like, ah, right, we see it. We see it. We get yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, however, though, the last message on Selena's uh, answering machine, at least for this scene, is herself saying, hey, you fucked up, idiot. You got to go all the way back and get the files for the Bruce Wayne meeting that's happening on Wednesday. Uh, you should have, you know, probably wrote yourself a post-it note at home before you did any of that. Or just like, ugh. Literally going early the next day. Was there anything to be gained by the hour trip back to the office, the hour trip back, and then what are you going to do? You're going to start just get some sleep, go in there at 6 in the morning, pull all those files. You don't know when Max Shrek starts his day, though, all right? Max Shrek's not the kind of guy that starts his day at He starts his day at noon. He's coming in. Oh, my God. You don't know anything about being successful. You don't know shit about Max Shrek. He's got to be up for the stock markets. He's got to see what's happening over in China and shit. Max Shrek probably gets three to four hours of sleep a night. And oh, you, you often thought of you, Andy, as the Max Shrek of Kind of Funny. What time did you go to bed? I have thought about that. Oh, my. Well, the weekend was a mess, man. The weekend was like, <laughs> I'll tell you what, Nick. I'll tell you what. Like, Saturday night, went to bed, like, at 6.30 in the morning, woke up at 10 a.m. for the Cowboys game. Cowboys getting throttled. I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to sleep. But I never did. The Cowboys won, man. What do, you guys, what do you guys thoughts on Max Shrek's hair? I love right. it. It's totally it real. It does such a there. it does such a disadvantage to Christopher Walken because when you're a kid and you watch this movie, you're like he's an old man, and then you watch Christopher Walken for the next forty years of cinema and go, how is he not getting older? And yeah. you walk here like, oh, he was young. I see. Is it a wig though? Oh, Andy. Is it a wig? Uh. I don't know. Wigging out with Scarpino. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Wigging Out with Scarpino, where we talk about whether or not something's a wig in a movie that we're talking about. This is 100% not a wig. That is Christopher Walken's real hair. That part where it looks really? like it's glued on right there around the entire hairline, totally just how he was born. No, it's 100% <laughs> wig. Now, here's wow. the thing, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, like he does not have the amazing hair that you might want. But let me tell you how you can keep the hair that you have. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode is brought to you by Keeps. And guys, much of our identity is wrapped up in our hair, from how it feels after getting a fresh cut to the way it's perfectly styled before going out. That's why when you get into our 20s and 30s and start noticing the first signs of hair loss, it definitely feels like panic time. Because let's face it, no guy is ever ready to go bald. Now, there's Keeps, the simple and easy way to keep your hair. That's why they called it that. Uh, did you know that two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35? The best way to prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you still have some hair left. Andy and Nick have been doing this type of stuff for years now, uh, helping to prevent that hair from leaving their heads. Uh, Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. You may have tried them before, but... Probably never for this price. Uh, you can keep treatments typically, or keeps treatments typically take between four to six months to see results. So it's important to act fast. The sooner you start using keeps, the more hair you will save. Um, you can go to keeps.com slash morning to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash morning. If you're ready to take action to prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash morning. Next up, I want to give a shout out to Manscaped, and I haven't read this copy yet, uh, yeah. but just looking at it right now, there's, 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 yeah, there's, it's, it's, a, it's a weird one for me. I'll tell you why. Uh, do you have a moose near the caboose that needs to be tamed? Oh, yeah. I'm talking hairy, big, and needs some support. Thankfully, our sponsor today, Manscaped, has you covered to keep the hair looking nice and trimmed and feeling fully supported. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Beluga, did you hear that? That's your moose asking for manscapes. 
What? I don't understand what any of that means. <laughs> but I do understand that they are talking about uh, your, you know, your, your bushy bush down there and you're trying to get it all cleaned up. The Manscaped Engineering team just perfected the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, the Lawnmower 3.0. What was that, Nick? The Buffalata, man. The Stephen Buffet. you got to make sure that thing's trimmed down. For a limited time, when you order the perfect package kit, you get two free gifts. You get the Shed Travel Bag and Manscaped Anti-Chafing Boxer Briefs. Uh, the waistband of these boxer briefs is super elastic to reduce chafing and rubbing. That's something you don't want, especially when you got a lot of hair down there. You know what I'm talking about? Try to get that thing clean. You need the Manscaped, ladies and gentlemen. Manscaped, right now, by going to get 20% off of free shipping with the code MORNING at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code MORNING at manscaped.com. From the moose to the caboose, always use the right tools for the job. <laughs> Soup to nuts, manscaped. Hey, man, you got to respect it. They know what they're doing. They get you know it, what I mean? Man. They get it. Listen, if you can't have fun talking about shaving your balls, what can you have fun talking about? Batman Returns? I'm having fun. Uh, so Selena goes back to Shrek HQ and starts going through all the paperwork, and then lo and behold, Max Shrek, now freed from the Penguin, since he's going to help him uh, get his family records, uh, comes back to the office and finds Selena going through this filing cabinet and spooks her a bit. She's like, oh, God. And then Selena just can't shut up, right? Because she's, she's doing the right thing. She's there. She's working hard. I'm gathering all your stuff from the Bruce Wayne meeting. Like I've got all this files. different stuff, and I, got, I, I, I even pulled the protected file. And he's like, Wait a second. How do you pull the protective file? And she's like, well, I guess that Geraldo, the, the name of your Chihuahua, is what you. And I, it's weird that Max is hung up on this Chihuahua, but he is. It would be the actual uh, name of this or the password. And lo and behold, it is. And I got in. And I started pulling stuff. And she's like, oh, it's really interesting stuff, though. Way above my thing. But it's interesting how it's actually not a power generator or a power plant. It's actually a capacitor, and it's going to store the energy, and you can do whatever you want with it later. She's like, you know, what, what was the line Nick said earlier? It's really interesting, I would say. And he goes, and who, who would, would you say, say that to? And she goes, of course, nobody, of course, nobody. Yeah, of course. Not. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, she stands up. He starts threatening her. It gets really, really tense. Backs her up to the window. And then he's, ah, ah, ah. And, like, walking there. Creepy as fuck, man. God walking. It's terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's like, oh, he's like, oh, you really had me there. He's like, I, I shoves her out the window. So violent. She goes, she breaks through a couple of different Shrek uh, cat uh, awnings, slowing her down a bit, but then she slams into the asphalt below. Uh, you know, my take on this was that she didn't die, necessarily. It's just like, it's, that it just kind of knocked her out and fucked up her brain. But then I guess that doesn't really back by the Nine Lives motif, because this is life number one, right? Right. Yeah. Um, like but you I, said. I mean, she, she like, doesn't die in any of the other ones, like, right? The... The, so that would have killed her. That's what she's saying with this nine lives. The bullets her. would have killed her. She also she would have died. Shoulder. People get shot in the shoulder. Well, the kitty litter, she'd have been fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, no. Been... That that the the sand high fall. Yeah. That that is just like a mattress. That would have acted. <laughs> just like a mattress. <laughs> it's like a big tempurpedic. He just bones right out of it, right? And that's how physics work. No, no, no. Yeah, like, like all, all has of, the the thing around her neck that lifts her yeah. up. Really, huh? All of this is just you know really baffling. I, I don't goofy. know. This what, is super goofy. Yeah, I don't know what the cats are doing to, to bring her back to life. Actually, lies there. A bunch of different cats run on in. The they nibbling start on the finger, her, though. The nibbling on the finger is like a visceral it. memory for me that I hated as a kid. I appreciate, you know, and granted, I know Michelle Pfeiffer 
you know, was obviously a big star back then, but not like now she's like a legend, right? You know what I mean? Mm. But she, they were still like, hey, we want this cat to lick inside your mouth and move your upper lip. And she's like, oh, whatever. You know what I mean? Like I'm here, I'm here, Tim Burton to be Catwoman. So let's do well, it. Well, wait, I don't know if Tim has that moment, but there's a piece of trivia about the bird in her mouth. That's fascinating. I don't, I don't. What? Oh, that's right that's now. A real, that's a real bird. Yeah. They had to train the bird to like be comfortable being in someone's mouth, and they, it was there for like a couple seconds. They just like basically rolled on it, put it, and then she she spits it out. But they wanted there to be literally a one shot of her spitting a live bird out of her mouth, which she does. That's what are the odds that shit? Same thing. I guarantee it shit in her mouth. If I was in your mouth, Kevin, I'd be so scared I'd just shit all down your throat. Oh my god. Same thing with uh, the fact that like, she learned the actual whip tricks, right? Like, she knew how to use that whip, which isn't, like, outrageous, but, like, still crazy that she knew how to use the whip. Exactly. And Mag Shrek slip. She's on the ground. The cats run up. They lick her back to life. The cats just chew on her and lick her back to life. You know what I mean? She eyes snap open all creepily. Uh, she then goes back to her house again, but and it's kind of the same scene, but it's not, right? Where she throws up and she's like, honey, I'm home. Oh, that's right. I'm not married. And walks in all zombie and doesn't get her keys on the right thing and yada, yada, yada. And she presses play on the messages and she goes to the milk and starts chugging the milk. And says, ah. it is it's a so nasty. nasty. It's nasty. Yeah. It's a whole bunch of messages from her mom and just being a dick about all sorts of different things. She skips them, skips them, skips them. And then eventually it's the lady got uh, them perfume, perfume again. And it's what we talked about earlier. Of like, yeah, you if you wear this to the office, your boss will want to keep you late for a meeting, a candlelight meeting or whatever. And like, fuck you on the desk or whatever. And that's when she's like, ah, and she throws the milk and smack, gets it. And then she just gets the fucking frying pan. Or she starts the whole bunch of stuff. She smashes shit, but then she gets the cast iron. She smashes more shit. Tearing up her apartment. Door wide open, but it's Gotham. I'm, Nobody's at this gonna point, I'm like, uh, you know, you got to assume that Gotham is a you know pretty crime infested uh, city. You do, but. Like, no calls were made. Like, yeah. she's making a racket. I wish I had those neighbors. <laughs> you know better. You stay, you stay out of it at this point. You know what I mean? The you stay is, out of it. Yeah. I think that when you hear the scream, you you, you turn to your significant other and go, should we call the police? But then when you hear the garbage disposal with knives and like, <laughs> the, the fucking stuffed animals getting torn up. Yeah. They go, you know what? Let's just, let's just call yeah, this one. Let's call it on a wash. But then I love it. She, you know, she gets the spray paint and sprays on the wall. Then she walks in her room and, like, there's the hello there thing. It smashes the uh Smashes the thumb on the nose. Or in the O. So it's just hell there. Or hell yeah, here. Hell here. Uh, and then, yeah, she smashes up her room, tears some stuff apart, gets in and gets the one, like, sexy leather coat she has after she fucks up her kitten T-shirt, and then she walks over to the sewing. She gets her sewing stuff out and starts this making her cat. This um, so over the top and campy in a way. That's because it was. Like, it was. God, this is dumb. Look at her uh, spray one line of black spray, like, across two walls. A fun fact, though, is that the um, the neon lights were actually um, a foreshadowing homage to Joel Schumacher's work for the next two films. Just hell. Just hell. Here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at the very end, we get a far, we get a wide shot of her saying, oh, right, Miss Kitty, I feel so much yabier. And finding her new, like, you know, her she's no longer using the dead voice. She's using the Catwoman voice. And she's all, like, moving around, all silhouetted. Uh, from there, like we said, this movie moves very quickly. Uh, it's time to enact. The plan here to get uh, Cobblepot uh, the access he deserves. So it's yet another press conference back at the Christmas tree thing with the fucking mayor. And he's just like, hey, listen, Gotham will not be lawless. This is, we're going to stop this. You're police. And then as he says this, another fucking crazy person comes out. This time a tumbler or whatever. Grabs the mayor's baby from the mayor's wife. Mm-hmm. Pushes the mayor who does this. <laughs> like if... 
it, it was Jen in holding Portillo, and somebody Portillo. grabbed Portillo and shoved me. I'm coming back at you, all right? And maybe I'm just not a fucking weak pussy like this fucking Gotham mayor is. I'll say it. Cobblepot was right. This mayor doesn't have the You're stuff right. needed to run this city. Greg, Greg Miller does. You're so right, Greg. The, the fact that nobody sitting around at this press conference doesn't stand up to do anything. We saw, like, three armed guards protect Bush when a guy threw a shoe at him. Like, the, like everybody's just standing around, and, and they give him, they give him time to say his piece. Which yeah, I know. Everyone wants to speak to, so I'll just say thanks. Nobody thinks to. They're like, oh, this is clearly part of the press conference. Everybody right. sitting there is like, like, do something, man. God, I have crazy. a theory on that. I have a theory on that. You know how like you're in hour two of watching the Academy Awards, and the dude accepts the award for like best fucking shoe design. You're like, nobody cares, and then he starts giving a really long speech. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, my God. And then the next guy gets up and goes, hey, I'm not really one for speeches, so I'll just say thanks. And everyone's like, thank you. Thank you. We've been here for so long. This this has been so long that we just thank this guy. Uh, while this is all happening, uh, Cobblepot moves the uh, – or Penguin – moves the grate for the sewer. So there's just a sewer. Tell Apollo bless you for – there's just an open – Sewer over there. Uh, the dude grabs the baby, does a million flips, and then goes down the hole uh, into the sewer. He goes down there. Again, all of these fucking yellow belly Gotham citizens gather around the hole, no one going down after him. You know what I mean? No one thinking to go down and try to stop this, this man's kidnapped a baby. They all just gather around it. Uh, down there, of course, the guy gives it the penguin, and then they do a whole, like, oh, no, it's the penguin. Oh, God. Oh, oh. And then the penguin's in his rubber ducky uh, car, which is fucking awesome. That lifts up and into a way where there's just no possible human way that the penguin, he could get close enough to the hole to come out of it in the duck, but it doesn't matter. Penguin rises out of the hole with the baby, and everybody's like, oh, my God, it's the penguin, and it's the baby. And he's like, he gives it back to the mayor immediately. Bulbs are going off, flashbulbs going off, penguins like this. So funny. I love that. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Max Shrek, of course, is right there uh, with the mayor. Uh, they, you know, thank him, and it's this thing of like, he's look at this guy, what a great dude, or whatever. He gives the press conference, the press conference switches over, and I was listening to what the penguins got to say, and he's like, oh yeah, you know, I live beneath you, and I want to find my parents, and yada 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 yada. Uh, he might not say that part right there, but then we go back. Fucking Bruce Wayne, of course, is just sitting at home watching TV. If you're fucking Batman, and they're doing a press conference, you get your ass to a gargoyle and you watch. There. Something there. is going to happen. You know what I mean? Especially if the press conference is going to be, there's not going to be any more crime, that means they're about to be crime at the press conference. Mm-hmm. This isn't hard, Bruce. Put it together. But then again, I just, I just love, you know, the speech from Penguin being like, I just want to find my parents. And Bruce is like, oh, I hope he finds them. It's a really oh, weird problem. moment. Crisis averted. Yeah. This guy seems like a pretty cool yeah. guy. But yeah, they set it all up right of like, yeah, the idea is that I just want to find my parents, man. I just want to be, I just want to find out where I came from, a chance to find out where I'm from. So from there, we jump over to the Hall of Records where we're throwing a, a, a officer out, or not an officer, we're throwing a journalist out of the Hall of Records. He's like, it's a public place, man, a First Amendment right. And Shrek comes out and he's like, listen, man, keep, give the Constitution a rest. This, man, what about the right to find yourself? You know, I do a terrible, a terrible walk. Do it one more time. What, what about you can, the, you can better. what about the, find yourself. Find yourself, your family, your roots. You know what I mean? Like, 
Wow, that's like an Al Pacino with Morgan Freeman. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do the impressions, Andy. There's a reason you do. There's a reason you do. Um, so, yeah, you know, so they're like, all right, fine, fuck off. They all walk out. It's Christmas time. They walk out, and Cobblepot's in there just going through the paperwork, and he's looking over his shoulder all shifty, like, quite a bit, right? Because he's like, nah, I'm up to something or whatever. Uh, of course, Batman is like, mm, mm, I don't trust this. He's up, and he's, he tells Alfred he's up to something. You know what I mean? And so what does Batman do? Just goes for a cruise. Just gets in the Batmobile, full suited up, drives by the Hall of Records. Doesn't intimidate what him. The living fuck was this scene. Like, why not? Doesn't intimidate him. Doesn't come up and be like, I know you're up to something. Just drives by the Hall of Records to be like, I want to see it with my own two eyes. He drives by, he's like, yup, he is still in there looking at all the records. Okay. All right. Okay. Batman doesn't trust him. I guess that's confirmed or whatever. Uh, from there, we go to the graveyard and to the Cobblepot graves where, yes, there it is. They are dead. Uh, he knew this already, of course, but he makes a big scene about it. He comes out. I forget, does anybody remember what the journalist asked? He's like, oh, man, it sucks. They'll never get to square up with him, right? And he's like, he has something he says here that's foreshadowing what he's going to do, right? I'm just like, yeah, I, 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 I would ask him why. I didn't think. It doesn't matter too much. This, this is what happens, right? Um, meanwhile, then, it's time to get back to Catwoman's story, because this movie is not about Batman fucking at all. Uh, <laughs> we jump to now the streets of Gotham. People are excited about the Penguin. They're reading the newspapers, and they're like, man, what a swell guy. Uh, and then there's a woman getting held up at gunpoint, or maybe just getting held up. I forgot if there's a gun or not, uh, by some dude. And uh, this is when Catwoman makes her debut takes that guy out and he's like, oh, it was nothing more manly than fucking beating on a woman, right? And I, him out. And she's like, oh, man, thank you. And then she, the Catwoman shoves her up against the wall and like, Art, real quick. you got to fucking take power over your own self. You know what I mean? We can't have, mm-hmm. fucking have it be all the time waiting for fucking Batman to save you. Fucking be, it's, you're the 90s. Be, be the 90s woman. Meow. Um, meow. She does say meow. Meow. But dude, her, her scrap, like, I love Catwoman, I fucking love this movie. I love how obscene she is and ridiculous it all is. Yeah. But, like, her suit, the fact that she makes her own suit, we see that. It's like, that didn't need to happen. But we do, and it's fucked up, and there's stitches everywhere, and it's yeah, super it. Tim Burton and creepy. But the fact that she has the kitty nails that are, like, blades. Like, that shit is so yeah. fucking scary. And she cuts the guy's face. It's like, how did this movie get a PG-13 rating? She didn't just cut his face. She cut tic-tac-toe into his face. And the guy's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, insane, man. It's so fucking scary. Uh, I have no idea how I got a PG rating, by the way. From yeah, there, it's time for this Wednesday. Because this is the craziest thing. Is it's still fucking one day. Now it's time for the Wednesday meeting with Bruce Wayne. A lot of shit is happening overnight. <laughs> a lot of shit has happened in the morning, but we're still keeping the meeting. Uh, it's the Bruce Wayne, uh, Christopher Walken meeting. And he walks uh, uh, Wayne in. He's like, oh, I get, get you a cup of coffee, but, uh, you know, my secretary's on leave or whatever. Uh, they sit down and immediately, uh, you know, they start, Bruce calls him on his bullshit. Has his own report that he's got made, throws it across the fucking room at him in this power play. And this is where they go. To, and he's like, oh, you know, mayors, mayors come and go. Blue bloods uh, tire out. Like, this is going to happen. Get on the right side of history. It's going to be my fucking legacy. And they kind of start yawning at each other and yelling at each other. And uh, he's like, oh, if my assistant was here, I'd have her escort you out of the building. And Selena Kyle walks in, and Chip's all, like, amazed, too. Like, wow, I thought, da- I thought my dad killed this woman listening. And then Walken's all amazed, too. But then Bruce Wayne's immediately like, this chick is hot. Like, I like what I'm seeing here, and I like this weird, dead-eyed attitude she's got going on. This is my style. The horniness of this movie knows no end. Like, yeah. like Penguin is just... <laughs> oh, my God, right? Like a hornball, like, time. the entire time. Like, it's just ridiculous. But mm-hmm. Batman... Batman, it, both as Batman and Bruce Wayne, there's no difference. It's just like all reason just goes away because Catwoman's hot. It's a fucking bizarre choice. 
Yeah. It, it is yeah. weird because especially later in the movie where we witness her kind of um, help kill the ice princess or the, the whatever the, whatever that, that character's name yeah. is, the beauty passing it doesn't. And then he's just like, we're just make out a little bit. Like, I'm okay with it. Like, Penguin really did the killing. You just kind of helped a she little bit. <laughs> we saw her feel bad, and I feel like Batman felt he gets she felt it. bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's one where of you, things, where, it's like where when do you feel it, Kev? In his, his leaner. In his, in his, in his cowl. Leaner, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> leaner, yeah. Uh, so that all happens. Uh, she does escort him out. He's befuddled in the elevator when, he, when, but he's trying to set up a date with her, right? Um, I'm going. Oh, I'm going down or whatever. And that, that's the end of that one. From there, then it's um back to the penguins' uh, new lair where it's him upstairs in this thing, and then across the way is all the gang. The gang is just there. I have no idea how the world doesn't see the gang there, but they're all there in the corner just chilling out, waiting for the Penguin to do his thing because he's going through his paperwork shit. Um, Shrek shows back up. He comes back up the uh, – the uh, uh, not the elevator, the rotating stairs here. What do you call it? Circular stairs? Mm-hmm. Circular stairs. Spiral stairs. Spiral staircase. Thank you. Uh, and he's and Penguin's like, he puts on his stuff, and Shrek's trying to coax him out, and he's got a fish. He did that. He did go. He does that a lot. Yeah, he does yeah. that a lot. I got a surprise for you kind of thing. He also and he brings him down. Out by, or coaxed down the stairs by, by fish. a fish. Yeah. I hated uh, that. I hated that eat, because... And he eats the entire next scene, and it's so alarming. Disgusting. It's so fucking weird. Like, that that was a choice in this movie that, like, I just feel like does like, that takes the camp to an extent that, like, mm-hmm. doesn't isn't backed up by the rest of the movie. Where that scene of these normal human beings in this place are looking at him do this, and they're all just fully supporting him. But see, like, I just... That's, I feel like that's tough to, like... Oh, they're getting paid to, like, ignore all his issues. Like, he bites a dude's nose off. Yeah, that was And, yeah, like, fine. no one, no one makes a big deal about it. Like, he then it's, hits on a woman, right? No, yeah, they, they freak out a tiny bit, Kevin, but, yeah. like, uh, to me, this would be a call the cops. This man's insane. Like, uh, no, he's just... Andy, come on. If it happens in the office, it happens in the office. We'll figure it out. Don't, don't involve the cops. Greg, was the was the woman the other the other like PR person? Jan Hooks, the Jan Hooks, Jan Hooks from SNL. Yeah, God bless Jan Hooks, man. Oh yeah, just, yeah, God bless her. So yeah, everything you just said happens. They bring her down to eat the fish. He, uh, somehow beneath him, they built an entire uh, cobble pot for a mayor thing. Uh, now, granted, I would have loved to have seen Penguin get made over. Yeah, well, I thought that know, was what, interesting. What does that, that look yeah. like? You know, like give him a little haircut, maybe just like a full body surgery. <laughs> Put him in a tuxedo. My favorite, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's they make that fun joke here, right? Where they're like, "Take back your your roots," and they give them the, the you know, the the yeah, the birthright, right? And they give them the old cigarette cigarette in the cigarette holder, like uh, from the '66 episode, and he, or whatever. Penguin he wears it like or has it in his mouth for like two seconds and spits it out along with a bunch of the fish. Um, and just to say, no, I am not the '66 penguin. He did I'm wear his little. Penguin. He did wear his uh, one piece monocle up there, though. I like yeah. that a lot. The sixth year uh, penguin, uh, how do you say his name? Burgess? Burgess Meredith. Burgess Meredith. Uh, he was asked to be the penguin's dad for this oh. movie, but he was too sick to be able to do it. Oh, Aww. that sucks. That would have been awesome. Right if you guys ever want to see Burgess Meredith in his, in, in his just prime cut you the fuck down, watch Grumpy Old Men. He is the best in that. He plays their Oh, dad. my God. He's I never so thought about that. How's fucking good. Grumpy good. Grumpy Old, old Men? Grumpy Old Men is good, too. Yeah, is that the same as... Wait, which is Gone Fishing? No, those are, that's a, that's a Joe <laughs> Pesci and Danny Glover movie. Grumpy Old Men was Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon, Lemon. who were um, re, kind of reprising their odd couple role, but as old dudes. 
and then uh, Burgess Meredith plays, I believe, Jack Lemmon's dad, and he's great. He just gives him shit the entire I saw, time. And it's I saw both of these movies in theaters. Don't ask me why. Like, I don't know who I was in. That's, that's how it was, man. That's what we used to do as kids. We used to go see all sorts <laughs> of weird-ass movies. I, remember, I, I saw these in theaters, too. It, it was one of those, Greg, where, like, you know, dude, it, it's summer and everybody's working, so I just went to go see it with, like, my aunt and my yeah. cousins. Or so. It was one of those weird-ass movies, yeah. Yeah, totally, totally. Uh, and like you said, so he's down there, he spits the fish, he totally wants to fuck Jan Hooks, he talked about that over and over again, bites that dude's nose, uh, then on his way back up, yeah, like, you're, you're, what is it, you're the coolest, yeah, you're the coolest role model a young person could have, and he's like, well, you're the hottest young person a role, a role model, model could have. <laughs> have a button, and he, like, fixes it to her breast all awkwardly, and he, I like, everybody else around her, like, no reaction, they're just like, yeah, this is great, no, this is guy. well, he's weird, he came from the sewers, but he saved a baby, he's cool, uh, he also, Shrek and him also go through the whole thing of, like, wait, this ha- elections happen in November, this is late December, and he's like, ah, things change, you know, this, this is, you know, clearly there's gonna be some shit going on, and he's like, what do you mean? He's like, let's get law and disorder in the streets. You know what I mean? Like, it's just the disorder part. Uh, and so he's like, oh, you want me to let my uh, goons from upstairs, the Red Triangle gang, run rampant on Gotham? He's like, yeah, show the mayor has no balls, as we already know, because he couldn't even save his own child. Uh, and then we can get a recall thing going. We could get you put in as mayor. You could restore law and order. And he's like, this is a great plan. We're in. <laughs> Uh, from there, Selena Kyle, uh, a.k.a. Catwoman, begins her big thing. And so, of course, as we'll find out at the end, she goes, you know, a, a death for a death, right? Or a kill for a killer, whatever she says. And that's a great plan. But she decides to start differently, where she just wants to fuck up Shrek's department store. So she shows up as Catwoman at the Shrek department store. We get the cool thing of her on the glass with the cat face in front of her. And then she drags her nails to make the screechy noises. She goes in there, and she fucking up mannequins. Uh, she's tearing shit down. The guys show up, like we said, our tickle was only 300. You overpaid. Get out of here. Uh, she eventually grabs some paint, uh, spray paint, puts that into a microwave, closes that door, punches through a thing, tears it out, opens up the gas, gas is filling. Uh, meanwhile, outside, uh, yeah, the Red Triangle Gang's fucking up everything. They're there. They're going crazy and just, you know, being the Red Triangle Gang or whatever. Uh, Batman shows up again. He fucks them up and does all this different stuff. Uh, at one point, Batman turns, and guess what? There's the Penguin himself. And he's like, oh, you're just fucking here to see your handiwork. Because we've already talked about at this point, the thing I already talked about with the microfiche, where he's like, oh, clearly this is, uh, you know, the fucking Penguin boy from the, the circus. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I'm just a concerned citizen here, surveying, you know, future mayor, sur- surveying the crime scene. You're not the mayor. Things change. Uh, you, don't th- you don't really think you'll win, he- Penguin asked Batman. Things change. Uh, and so they're having this little tit for tat uh, there with the wordplay and out of the fucking Shrek's department store, right, Catwoman comes doing her many, 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 many flips we were talking about earlier. And she gets there and comes up and like, they both look at her and she goes, yeah. <laughs> Blows up everything because, you know, the microwave and the gas and all that stuff we were talking about earlier. Um, From there, Batman's distracted, Penguin's distracted, uh, Catwoman takes off and Penguin's like, I saw her first. Gotta fly! And one of his umbrellas turns into a helicopter and he goes up there. I Batman, love that. Sta- Batman stands around like a fucking moron. Like, oh, that was always really cool to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then. Uh, I forget, is, is, uh, Penguin catches up to Catwoman here, or no? We just go straight to the Batman-Catwoman fight. This is straight to the Batman-Catwoman fight, right? Probably. Yeah. So Batman, he ascends the building. Catwoman's there. She kicks him in the face. Uh, she starts giving him the old what for. Finally, Batman's like, I've had enough. Punches her. She goes down. And she's like, I, I can't believe you hit a woman. And Batman's like, 
I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and she kicks him again. She's like, no, you didn't let me finish. I can't believe you, you know, whatever. And she has a whole little monologue there about it. It was like, I need an ambulance, but not for me. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, call an ambulance, but not for me. <laughs> uh, doing, I'm sure, what is Tim's favorite fight scene in uh, continuing the tradition of 89. She just kicks him a bit backwards and he just falls over the side all awkwardly. And he's hanging on. And then we have some kind of weird, like, somebody just watched their first skate video before this. It's like this weird fisheye lens of Batman hanging there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool, whatever. Also, what's weird is that they don't, they don't want to show the sky at all. So you don't have a sense of how, what the hell's going on here, where this rooftop is. Because I think they didn't want to shoot Gotham like, City. Gotham City in the background because it would have been too hard to do the map painting. So you end up just shooting up or down the entire time. And see, so it's very confusing. Then he like punches her. She falls backward, but then forward over the thing somehow. And then they all fall onto the thing. Well, he, he, does, he takes it, he shakes up. He has like, oh, like you know right. what, he what I have is a container of acid. My last-ditch effort to fucking really burn and hurt people. <laughs> and he throws that up and explodes on her arm, yeah, which then he gets up or off the rope, and then she goes over the side, and she lands in the kitty litter. That's right. And that's when she's, like, saved by kitty litter and looks at her like, damn it. Because he fucked did up. We, did we – I'm sorry. Did you mention the no, line please. In, that in was in, uh, when they first met where he goes, I'm sorry, I mistook me for someone else? No, I didn't mention that, but that, his whole befuddled nature of dealing with well, Selena but I love the, of getting that hard bone. There's a couple different moments where they both, each of the characters, say something like that. So he said, I mistook me for someone else. He's like, we've met before, right? And she goes, I don't think we have. He goes, oh, I'm sorry, I mistook me for someone else. Not I mistook you for someone else. Because when he met her, he was Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not Bruce Wayne. Right. I, just, yeah, I yeah, love yeah, those, yeah. Little tiny, those little tiny things. She has something like that later, too, where she says, like, something to that degree of, like, because they don't know who each other is. Alter ego does. Anyway, sure. sorry, continue. Well, I mean, we're, you know, we're combining a bunch of stuff. You're doing great. Don't worry. Uh, okay. This is also the whole thing where we had the them brawling around, her getting on top of him, mistletoe is deadly if you eat it, and then also, where's where are you? Where are you? The real you. And she stabs him in the side with her little cat uh, fingernail. Before giving him the kiss. Does yeah. she give him the kiss here? Is this the kiss? Where she, well, she licks his face. Yeah, and she licks his bat nose, too. Yeah. Um, He goes and home, then, he pulls he, that out. And, and then Bruce Wayne's sitting there, he kind of like, <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. Yeah, when he when he goes back and reflects on it, right? He does that yeah. thing. Um, from there, we're back on but it was too constricting. Yeah, um, he was fighting hard for the rest of that fight. Was he? Right? You think he's a little? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. From there, we're back at Oswald HQ, where Oswald comes back from something. I guess actually, here's where he puts the button on the girl. Uh, it doesn't matter though. Uh, he comes upstairs. They're like. Penguin or Oswald, somebody's here to see you, and it's Catwoman laying in his bed. And he's like, "Oh fuck, here we go." And you want to, back to the horny nature of this movie, Tim? You can take this away is the horny. Me. I'm just saying this is the horniest part. Like this entire thing, it's just like, okay, so you're both extremely horny and inappropriate, and I, this whole scene made me uncomfortable. A lot of this movie made me uncomfortable, and I think that's the combination between Tim Burtonness and uh, horniness. Those things sure. combined can be I a think powerful you just don't thing. Like someone else famous being called Tim. I think that's probably a big part of it, but I don't want to get fuck. into it. But yeah, there's the whole horny thing here. Is this where she says semi hard too, where she's talking about yeah. like yeah, like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's just this is a nice euphemism there. Yeah. Uh they they do a lot of you know, <laughs> it's, it's my, the, just the pussy I was looking for, like, damn, they're all over this thing. You know what yeah. I mean? They're making this thing that you're 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 a parent and you can bring your kid and they can have fun, but you're a parent and you can also be like, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking jerk off later. You know, yeah, like that. And if you're Paul Rubin, you can do it at the same time. 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 You can do it at the same
There's also that infamous line later where Penguin's like, I just came in my pants. Yeah, off of that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they set up this thing that Batman is uh, their villain. We need to work together. We need to make him into what he hates the most, namely us. Uh, then the yeah, plan is forming. Uh, this is also the thing where she puts the bird in her mouth, which was real. He goes to stab the cat. Uh, they bicker and banter. She doesn't want to fuck him. She gives herself a bath at the end, which is weird, too. But she's really into the cat part of this Catwoman portrayal. Um, from there, it's the day of the actual event that the, because it's the relighting of the tree, which again, Batman, it's clearly going to be bad. It's clearly going to be bad, Batman. You should probably be there for this giant event. Um, however, instead, he runs into her on the street. Selena Kyle runs into, or Bruce Wayne runs into Selena Kyle. Uh, they talk for a little bit. She's weird and in and out of it. He's still in love with her, or at least horny with her. And he's like, "Let's, you know what? Are you going to this thing?" She's like, "No, maybe later. I don't know." And he's like, "I want to be caught dead there. Come over to my uh, place. We'll have dinner. We'll have an early dinner. Five o'clock, six o'clock, five o'clock." Uh, and but she's like, "I gotta go." I'm like, "All right, cool." Because even Catwoman knows she has to be there, but she still wants to go do this. And it's just interesting why she would. You're gonna just, it's tomorrow. We'll do it tomorrow, Bruce. You know what I mean? <laughs> I got something really important to do tonight. Tomorrow. We'll do this. We'll do this. Yeah, you know what I mean? Let me just celebrate killing the Ice Princess and framing Batman. Let me have some fun here. Come on. Uh, instead, though, she goes to Bruce Wayne's place. Uh, again, they have this thing where it parallels the Vicky Vale date, but it's the entire time awkward. And I think that's well done and interesting in terms of, like, being so close to it, but also because we've seen Bruce actually have a nice, normal person over and how that would go and what he wants to find in that. But you can you see that not working out at all here with uh, Selena as she continues to go off the rails. Well, the uh, important the important thing too is that it didn't work out with Vicky Vale because then the excuse given couldn't well, reconcile. Yeah, they couldn't reconcile the duality of like which who is, he was in Batman. Well, this is one of the things I do want to give this conversation a shout out for is that it always drove me crazy as a kid who loved comic books so much seeing any movie in any sequel and not having resolution for what happened to the relationship right. or event from before. So I always thought it was cool that they brought this up here and eventually referenced it again when he's given Alfred shit, which of course I hated it. I hated it so much because I I agree with you where it's like I don't like when movies just don't make reference to things, but it's just like they spent way too long in the most awkward way possible to talk about Vicky Vale. Hey, uh, do you have a girlfriend? Why would anybody, let alone Bruce Wayne, answer the question the way he did? It was fucking bizarre. It was they were opening up to head. each other, bro. They were opening up to each other, and that's how it worked. Apparently, um, the the movie was written as a direct sequel to the '89 Batman, but but I think Tim Burton and and Keaton were like, we don't want to do that. We want to just have this be more of a standalone movie. I think specifically Keaton wanted that, so they changed it because I guess they were going to get Vicky Vale back, and they were it was going to do with like them getting married and stuff like that. And he was like, oh, nobody no. wants to see that. And he's people just wanted to be Batman, and that's why I kind of like, like, cool. We won't really do that in this movie. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but that's why I kind of like these scenes with with Selena Kyle because they're written completely polar opposite. Where she does challenge him, and she's like, remember when he says, "Well, Vicky," and she goes, "Vicky," was she a stewardess or a, a, a whatever? Like she just has that shitty little lie, just that little jab at her name. And you're like, oh man, Selena Kyle's not fucking around, man. She's got a sharp edge to her. Uh, but yeah, then she, you know, about the duality and not being able to reconcile, and she's like, Selena's like, was she right? And he's like, oof, I don't know how to answer that, because if I do, then I'm a psycho or whatever, right? Or a weirdo, or whatever he says. And she's like, well, it's, you know, always, I'm, I like psychos, like the weirdos, or normal people are always the ones who let you down or whatever. And then, you know, if I answer that one way, you won't let me kiss you. And then she pounces on him. 
they get this fun Catwoman Bat Batman scene of them both not knowing each other's identities, right? Where they start making out on the couch and she reaches around his side to caress him, right? But he's like, Oh, that's where I just got stabbed by you last night. He pulls her arm up here and then he goes back on her arm, revealing the acid burn. She's like, Oh, and she pulls back. She's like, I got this is not right. Like, uh, you know what? Uh, blah, blah, blah. I got to get out of here. He's like, wait, I, uh, while she pulls back, the report on TV starts, right? Cause what it, the other plane of action, my apologies, was that the ice princess or ice queen, which we can no longer remember, was in her dressing room, and they just want to play her up for no reason, just that she's a complete bimbo and doesn't know anything, and she can't understand turning on the tree. So she's reading the notes and making sure about that. Penguin shows up with his goons and uh, the batarang, right? She's like, oh, what is that? A camera? And he's like, yeah, sure, sure. he just fucking knocks her out. That scene then, was so violent. Yeah. Like, and there wasn't even a... There was, maybe it's just like the audio mix, but I don't feel like there was a really loud impact hit no, I from think the it, thing. I think it was meant to cut before that. Like, at, got at it. Okay. Her, yeah. But, oh, okay. Uh, I just really didn't understand. Like, what? What? I, is she dead or is it just like an injury? Is it a wig? I don't know. You know. Uh, <laughs> she, she is just, uh, for clarity. She is in fact the Ice Princess. Yeah, Thank princess. you very much. Yeah, okay. Like, that's really uh, on the subtitle as well. Like, like they just commit to her being the Ice Princess. They call her in the movie. And I just love that in a Batman movie where there's all these villains and villainesses and all this shit, there's a character named the Ice Princess that is not what you think. Uh, not related to Mr. Freeze at all. Yeah. Um. Also, so that... I, I want to br- just go back to that line, by the way, where she goes, the, the nice guys always let you down, but she goes, at least the crazy ones, you know they're committed. Crazy ones. yeah. Remember, I, I just always love that. Like, oh, the humor about her psychosis. I committed, you know. Funny. Uh, anyways, like I said, she pulls back. The, they were going to watch the tree lighting, so the tree lighting gets interrupted by a bulletin. It is, of course, Commissioner Gordon uh, there. And I don't think this is usually how police investigations go, but he has the evidence of the ongoing investigation that has just started two seconds ago because the Ice oh. Princess is gone. He's, and they're like, is it Batman? He's like, I don't know. We got this bloody batarang, though. We don't know what's fucking going on yeah, yet. But I thought I'd tell everybody. Really thought I'd stir up some anti-Batman stuff here. And as a full timeout, I don't think this works out, but it might work out. Tim, in all of your research for Easter eggs, not I don't think it's actually this scene. It might be the first time they go to a, 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 a press conference or whatever, but one of the many things we see on TV, I feel like the narrator who, like, walks us into it or, like, you know, the anchor who's like, and now we join whatever it is live – Sounds a lot like the guy who did the Batman 66, like, will the Cape Crusader get out of this? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Do you know if it was mm-hmm. that guy? Did anybody, I didn't, is that I didn't anybody that. heard about that? No, no, no. They bothered to look it up, but he sounded like he was not doing the full-blown radio voice, but he was doing it. Again, it's not every scene, so don't do the thing y'all do where you clip out one very specific thing where it's a, like a woman talking. Like, you're an idiot, Greg. You're an idiot for trying to get me. All right? Nobody yeah. will ever get me, Kevin. They'll never find the weapons. Not again. Anyways, uh, they see this, and they both have to get, uh, run. So Bruce is like, you stay here. I'll go do the thing. And all this. They, They're both terrible at excuses. Uh, but he runs into Alfred. He's like, make up an excuse. I want a business. This is a business. Blah, 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 blah. And he runs away, but he goes the wrong way, and, and uh, Alfred directs him the right way. Oh, no, that's, yeah, that's right. And then Selena comes over, and she's like, hey, Alfred, I got to go. Can you stay? Oh, don't say that. Blah, blah, blah. And you have a dirty limerick. And he's like, one has just sprung to mind. And she's like, great. And then she tries to go the wrong way, and he sends her out the wrong way. And then this is where... Weird. Uh, this is where we get the scene you were talking about earlier, right, with, like, going into the water, hitting the button, going into the sarcophagus, making the joke about Vicky, you know, who showed Vicky Vale the Batcave, you know. And meanwhile, we get to see Bruce go through his uh, suit-up process and how intense and uh, thought out it is. And then we have that juxtaposed with Catwoman's process of driving her little Volkswagen Beetle and trying to put on her outfit in the car as she drives and stuff. So you have some funny funnies and guffaws there, as one does. Um 
it's now uh, the they're they're doing the conference or they're not doing the conference. I forget something's going on over there. But it's the whole thing we said where Batman gets on scene, right? And he looks over and sees the Ice Queen, uh, no, the Ice Princess, in a warehouse. He goes in there to save her. She's tied to a chair. She's like, he's like, oh, this is my friend make me look like I did this. She's like, don't worry, I'll tell him just a guy with a bird in bad breath grabbed me or whatever. And then as that happens, Catwoman shows up and she's like, meow again. She's cracking the whip and she gets the chair. She throws the ice princess off the chair and she's got the chair. And she's like, ah, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, she's talking shit to Batman as always or whatever. Um, she grabs the princess. She knocks Batman down, I guess, at one point, grabs the princess, runs upstairs. Uh, Batman I, I do love really quicker. He just like headbutts the shit out of her. And yeah. she just like slowly grabs his head, fucking knees him. They're letting it happen, right? Yeah. Letting happen. That was a fun fight, and like, there's a moment where he's like, "You look hungry. Have some fiber." And he shoves. No, no, he eat, eat, eat more. Eat more. High fiber. High fiber. While all this is happening, the Penguin goons have uh, gone in and are fucking with the Batmobile. They've figured out how to repeal the shields. They're going in there installing all the stuff uh, that uh, they need or whatever. We didn't mention this earlier, but their their original plan was to turn the Batmobile into a giant bomb. bomb. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, great point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. And and that's when Catwoman's like, yeah, no, no, you can't. uh, Don't kill him. He'll be a martyr. Instead, turn him into what he hates us. Um... Batman runs on upstairs. Uh, he gets up there, and the ice prince, the queen, ice princess, princess. is there on the side there. And she's like, she let me go. I think it's because we had some girl talk or whatever the fuck she said. <laughs> this actress is perfect in this role, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's great. I was like, you should nail on this. Uh, meanwhile, he's like, all right, well, get, you know, just stand still. I'll come save you. Or instead of just, hop, just fucking hop, hop forward. Off the just hop. Just Why hop are you, if you left alone, hop off the ledge? What could Catwoman have said? Uh, but before any of that can happen, Penguin's like, javelin! Throws in a javelin. It's a lawn dart. Umbrella. It opens up. Bats fly out. She flips out. She falls to her death. Batman doesn't use any of his gadgets to try to grab her or do anything with it. Doesn't jump after her either. She falls. Of course, falls perfectly onto the button, lights up the tree, which then sends out all these bats. Tons and tons of bats come out. And everybody's like, oh, it's fucking Batman. Batman did this. Oh, no. And they're like, ah, oh, we knew we couldn't trust him. Greg, before the bats came out of the tree, there was an air of doubt. People were like, I don't know. I see Batman up there, and I see the other bats, but I don't know if there's anything really tying him to her falling off. And then the bats sure. come out of the tree, and they're like, guilty. Put him yeah. in the electric chair. Guilty. But even though they saw the bats, and they were like, you know what? I still have my suspicions. I'm not sure. And then the bats are like, we belong to Bruce Wayne, and they're like, "Ah, damn it, oh. Bruce!" And they're like, "We're gonna need, we're gonna need one or all of you to testify." One of the puts <laughs> a little paw print down in blood. He's like, "I will find that Bruce, uh, he killed everyone." Uh, so she falls off, and yeah. he doesn't try to do anything. Not at all. He he's literally not. just watches it happen. Even yeah. though moments later, we'll find out he's got wings that help him float, that like really down, cool. right? Really cool wing, glider wing. Right. Yeah, yeah glider wing. Yeah, so that all happens in, yeah, Batman jumps off with the cool glider wings through the bats, just really making himself look guilty here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just think of optics for a second, Bruce, on anything you're doing, but he doesn't. Uh, he's going to his car, which they finished uh, fucking with. But up, up top, uh, Penguin and Catwoman are sharing a celebratory toast of like, hey, and I don't even remember. I was funny watching this. I didn't even remember this. Uh, hey, we did it. Congratulations. And then Penguin proposes. Like, he has a ring, and he's like, hey, yeah, we should get married, and it's the whole thing. And Catwoman's like, I'm not marrying you, you penguin. And he's like, all right, fuck you. you. Puts, <laughs> a, puts a fucking umbrella around her neck, and that lifts her off, like, taking her up into sky where she's going to die. Well, she has I can't that rhyme moment. anymore, guy. 
she has that moment too where she was like, "Hey, you just said we were gonna scare her," and he's like, "Yeah, she did look scared, right?" <laughs> I got him. Then, yeah, uh, she, that thing, yeah. that, the the way he did that, I thought looked really cool. And yeah, it was a 100%. good use of his little gadget there. Yeah. Uh, Batman uh, gets back to the car, gets in the car, and as soon as the lid closes on the Batmobile, Penguin pops up on the, the camera and is like, welcome to Hell Ride or something like that. He uses Hell somewhere in there. And he's like, I'm going to fuck this whole thing up. And he's in his little Winnebago at this point, too, where he's got a little uh, Batmobile, like, kitty car ride, which is cool. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, he starts driving through the streets like a maniac, and he's, you know, pancaking cop cars and taking people out and doing all this different stuff. And there's explosions and there's cool shit and penguins screaming and fussing. And I want to give a shout out right now to the kind of funny community because if you remember back in the day when we could go to a studio because there wasn't a global pandemic, when I would read Twitch subs, I used to have a camera on me, the Kev cam. And I remember the day where I did it and I laughed in somebody's face and I said something uh, offensive and somebody edited it into this where Batman punches it. Thank you very much. Where uh, we're going, it was hilarious. Andy, you have a question. <laughs> it's 1992. Yeah, and they're like, "How do we impress this audience? Let's have Bruce Wayne bust out a CD. Oh my God, and jam that into the CD player. You got to record. I don't know what reason. I got to record it. Scratch on it. (laughs) You don't understand, but back in '92, the idea of having a readable, writable CD, unheard of, ROM, was just. Come on, dude. You were a fucking billionaire. Come you know, on, that technology. So it wasn't bizarre. Literally, so it's bizarre a, for him to be panicking and being like, fuck, let me grab this CD. Let me jam Batman. <laughs> He's Batman. <laughs> let me jam in this mixtape and also pull out some wires from the... It was so funny. That's dude. why you're not Batman. So he's tearing apart the car trying to find the device. Uh, the wires are hanging down. Eventually the thing identifies where the thing is. He punches through the floor, yanks that shit off. Uh, all is well that ends well, right? Not. Uh, as he's driving, uh, the car is, you know, he's going to lose the cops by going down this very narrow alleyway he has. Uh, and so he flips the switch to make the Batmobile go into, like, cannonball mode. But it doesn't work. And he's like, oh, no. And he flips it, flips it, and he's hitting stuff together. And finally it, everything falls apart. The car goes into a little tunnel Leaves the cops behind. He's able to escape and get back to the back cave. See? Now I'm worried, right? Yeah, now I'm worried. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm shocked that. at how absolutely easy it was for him to punch through the flooring of the Batmobile. <laughs> it was <laughs> bizarre. It was bizarre. Yeah. He's I mean, drunk, he's probably at aluminum flooring. Kevin, when you get to one of your cars today, see how hard it is for you to punch floor through the, the flooring. Nick, I've, I've definitely tried it multiple times. I've removed carpet. Like, it as a, is, as a, once you get under that layer, it is... Metal, like a yeah. quarter inch is too much, but like no, somewhere around there. But this is the Batmobile. Yeah, but he's got gloves. Mm. From there, uh, it's the next day, and like I said, this movie moves really quickly. So Cobblepot is, is giving a speech to his supporters here about how he's going to clean up the town. He's going to do all these different things. Bruce and Alfred start watching it upstairs. This is where they do the whole thing with the the, the underwater in the the spiky box and make fun of Vicky. They start upstairs knowing this is going to happen, then casually go down there, totally banking on this conference going longer than you normally should. They get downstairs, like we said, they have the CD, they play the CD, it starts playing the things where uh, all the horrible shit Penguin said about the idiots in Gotham and how he's going to fuck up this town or whatever. And then, yes, he scratches it like a record, which is not how CDs work, but we didn't know that in the 90s. And this is where everybody's like, you know what? Penguin actually sucks. He sucks, and now we know it. So they th- start throwing tomatoes and cabbage at him. Yeah, they turn on him fast. Oh, totally. It's Gotham. Uh, then he shoots, uh, he shoots a bit to get them all to drop. Shrek walked away, and Shrek did one of these. Like, when it was when the jig was up, he's like, mm, sorry, man. Sucks to be you. Um, he, the penguin shoots for a while. He's all angry. Why does someone always bring an egg? Yeah. 
Tomatoes and eggs, yeah, 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 <laughs> thing or whatever. Um, from there, Penguin goes back uh, to his base, and he walks right, and he, like the actual aquatic base, though, right? And he walks in there, and they're like, uh, yeah, he's like, hey, hey, Cobblepot, and he's like, I'm not a Cobblepot, I'm the Penguin, I'm not a man, I'm a monster, or whatever. And he fucking leans into that whole shit about what he's gonna do there, and they're like, all right, cool. I feel like I'm combining scenes here, aren't I? Doesn't matter. All right. Well, then he goes back down and tells people, "Ah, fuck it, I'm I'm not a man. I'm an animal," which is the opposite of like the elephant man speech. And then he's like, "Let's let's do what we got. We came here to do, people. Let's steal their firstborns tonight." Yeah, he's like, "We're we're executing the plan. We're stealing the kids. That's what we're gonna do." While all the people are at Shrek's big party tonight, we're gonna go around and steal Gotham's firstborns. Uh, And no reason at all. There's the one dude that's like, "Hey, um." That's kind of too much. No right? reason at all. That's great. I love that. I love that where I he's like, hey, kid, see, killing kids? He's like, that's a bit much. And Penguin just immediately shoots him dead. He falls into the water dead over there. Uh, uh, really? No, like, it's a that, lot. Uh, yeah, I'd say, yeah, that yeah. Was, I'd say that was the most shocking scene, I think, where it just felt like a little too murderous. Like, we saw a dude get torched, but it was still Batman in his Batmobile. We saw, we saw people get killed in a lot of different ways, but... The idea that Penguin just, like, to his own dude, just like, fuck you for getting mad. And, like, his body falls into the water. It, it, it was really, like, gruesome and shit. So bad for him. Um, but, yeah, the plan's enacted now. We know why he was gathering the names. We know what's going on, right? Uh, from there, we jump to Shrek's party. It's it's this giant gala costume party. As we already said, uh, Bruce and Selena are the only people who show up not in costumes. I really um, appreciate that this movie has so much going on and it moves so fast that they kind of just expect us to forget about the fact that Shrek killed Selena Kyle and then Selena Kyle comes back to talk to him and is clearly pretty crazy. And Shrek's just kind of like, eh, whatever. I mean, cool. I'll, I'll invite her to the party. He has that small yeah. moment where he was like, if she tries to blackmail her, I'll kill her for good. And yeah, I'll there. drop her out. I'll throw her out a higher window. Yeah. Oh, higher window. That's yeah, I don't yeah. Think either I, of them were were really expecting to go to the party, which is why they didn't have outfits. That's why they didn't have costumes because he wasn't going to go and she wasn't going to go. I don't even think she was invited. And that's why when they show up, they're just in evening gowns. Like, you know, like obviously, Shrek has that mo- that quick moment of panic, but after that, I'd be like, "What are we going to do? We got to yeah, totally. We need to handle this shit." <laughs> He he believes her amnesia line from the reintroduction of Selena Kyle, right? When she's like, yeah. I have amnesia. And I remember Sister Mary puking in church, and this time I didn't wear underwear to school, but this one boy noticed. She's like, what the fuck are you talking about, Michelle Pfeiffer? Um, anyways, like I said, they, oh, before then, even we have a little bit with Walken and Keaton where he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, fucking got him with the jail. He's like, I didn't have anything to do with it. Uh, then, yes, yeah, Selena Kyle shows up. They start dancing. Uh, you know, it's this whole thing where, back to what you were talking about earlier, Nick, of like, is she crazy? Isn't she crazy? How does, you know, what is actually going on? And this is one of her lucid moments where she's like, you know, she'd love to be happy with him or whatever. Really just be happy. She can't. She, so she's going to kill Shrek and she pulls out the gun and Bruce grabs it. Of course, like it, it isn't the normal Batman where you think a normal Batman would have a lot more to do with his gun. Uh, but he grabs it and they're talking and she starts crying and she's kind of losing it, but she's in and out of it. And finally she looks up and sees the mistletoe and says, no, you know, mistletoe can be deadly if you eat it. And he says in her ear, a kiss can be even deadlier. And they both realize, pull away, then run back to each other. And then she, I love that line of her, like, do we, does this mean we have to start fighting? Like, yeah. what, what is it to be a good guy and a bad guy, right? Um, and so he's like, I don't know, let's get out of here to figure it out. But before they can really make their move, boom, giant explosion in the center. It's the penguin coming up in his giant rubber ducky. Uh, he, 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 for some reason, comes up to tell everybody his plan of, 
listen, while you're here partying and drinking, we're out stealing your firstborns. This is how it's going to be. And I want to start with Gotham's number one firstborn, Chip. Chip Shrek. Get in the fucking... The, the dad, dad, run, save yourself. Dad, run, save yourself. This is my Chip. Instead, what Chip sounded like? He sounded a little bit like a higher pitched walk-in to me. Huh. In here, that's how I read the character. All right, uh, it was good, Nick. That was good. Thanks, guys. Then, yeah, this is where uh, they do the thing, and it's like, uh, yeah, uh, you threw me. Uh, no, walk in, yeah, okay, so no, don't take Chip, take me, I'm the one who fucked you over, right, why wouldn't you want me? And Penguin showing he has no real plan in mind, like, yeah, sure, good enough, good reason, you know, why not? Like, wait, no, take his son if he loves his son, but does he even love his son? Maybe he only loves Geraldo, the Chihuahua, nobody will ever know. They take him, uh, then Selena looks around for Bruce, Bruce is gone, because of course Bruce is now out to stop all of this action. This is where a whole bunch of stuff all happens at once, right? So... We have the, the well, just to put it here, the train is out there capturing the kids with the guy who died in 2005 from Ghost, uh, and he has a monkey, and he doesn't have the monkey in this scene. Uh, yes, he does have the monkey in this scene. Uh, Batman, <laughs> Shatterbox pops up. Kind of she, funny in review, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of these kids are not fighting back. I hope it goes down. What do you, what do, you do? The adults say to get in the fucking thing, you get in the fucking thing. I hope if Paula Paula ever gets abducted, I hope she's in there trying to figure out how to break out of this cage, you know? Paula Paula and Remedy. Sure. Yeah. That brought Nick so much joy. <laughs> <laughs> I like it's been accepted. It's eventually going to be canon. Recently. Uh, yeah. Never mind. Batman's there. He breaks He breaks this guy's face or whatever. gets him out. We don't really see that much. Uh, then Penguin back at HQ gives a stirring speech to his penguins so they have rockets on their back. Explosive on the back. He sends them out because they're going to go down to Gotham Square and just blow up Gotham. I love it. It's just, yeah. It sucks that they couldn't get more penguins to make it a practical effect, you know? this. Uh, they had people in suits. It was fine. Were they people in suits? I thought they were like paintings or something. I don't know. They looked, they for, looked for the, the penguins or for the, um, the backgrounds? The penguins were a combination of actual penguins, people in suits, and then animatronics. The, the I'm talking about the penguins when he's having the speech. So he's talking to the auditorium full of penguins? I mean, I assume those are like the the animatronic penguins. I think the ones where they were like the ones that are just kind of milling about. Some of them were king penguins because they spent. I know. I remember they, they spent like a ton of money on keeping the penguins like refrigerated and fed. And stuff. <laughs> this is a great conversation. It's true. <laughs> keeping them refrigerated. Well, because they had to. They I had to, it. I got it. They had to like good. have a whole like thing for them, and they had to give them a bunch of fresh fish every day. And so people were like, "This is not worth it." But oh, it was. <laughs> It fucking was, man. Penguin got Shrek in that birdcage underwater in his, in his aqua den. Yeah. Uh, the monkey comes back, and he's like, where are the children? And he hands him a note, handwritten from Batman. It's like, sorry, the children won't be able to join you. And he's like, Wah, 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 wah. Um, Then uh, the penguins make it to downtown. They're going to blow shit up. Mm-hmm. Alfred's back at HQ. He jams their seek signal and sends them back home to the aqua park. Batman is in the bat boat and he's racing to the zoo's aqua park and we have that woman with the dog who's going something is coming very long she's not excited at all like they're about to you know I I have to imagine she was excited for the idea of what she signed up for right yeah yeah. well not the kids because like this is past that now now they're they're what she signed up for was killing the kids right maybe I don't know I mean do I digress on what the plane was here you know what I mean Anyways. I do love I do love that the UI on Batman's radar though shows like a little duck icon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so yeah, I mean, he gets there. Yeah, first off, everybody turns on Penguin. The woman who doesn't say anything like fades into the darkness. Everybody kind of abandons him. He's like, "Fuck the jigs up." He gets in his duck to leave. Uh, Batman's got him on the radar. He intercepts the duck and knocks him down. Batman gets out. Uh, Penguin pops up like, "I'm fucking pissed off on the Penguin." He's got like a knife as if that's gonna stop Batman. You're the Penguin. Uh, he comes at him with the umbrella knife, swings it around, breaks it. Uh, Batman then pulls up his little red button. He's like, "What the fuck is that?" He looks around. Penguins are everywhere. He's like, oh, you fucking bastard. And so he gets over there and he gets the box, even though that's what Batman wanted. And he picks it up and he's like, ah, and he hits the button and the penguins missiles all start launching on the zoo itself and blowing up all over the fucking zoo. Uh, it also sent bats out, right? That meant the, the penguin got scared. He went, he fell through glass all the way down into the water again. And We're Batman is for the next 10 minutes. Batman's just looking up like this the entire time. Just like this. Uh, meanwhile, on the inside, Max Shrek had convinced the monkey to get him the keys. That got him out. When he started to get out, Selina Kyle whipped his leg, yanked him into the water, pulled him up by this giant electrical hazard. And so she's there, saying, I'm going to kill you, life for a life, yada, yada, yada. Batman sees this. He does the old bat uh, grappling gun, comes down on his line, arms out, cool visual. He lands there, starts trying to talk Selina down on not doing this, like, why would you kill him, like, this, that, and the other. Uh, and he's like, no, like, we can just take him to the police, and they'll try him, and we can go home. And she's like, that's not how it works for people like this. You know it. Like, and he's like, no, I don't. I do know it. I know our lives better than anybody. It's you and me. We're split right down the center. And he does the cool thing where he pulls off his mask, right? He calls her Selena. Uh, Shrek sees it. Uh, he pu- pulls off his I mask. I hate the mask pulling off scene, and I hate it for one reason. Just for the black eye paint, yeah. It's the black, the eye, black paint. eye paint. The, it, there's one cut where they cut back to him, and there's no black eye paint, and it looks so bad, and then he rips it off. I'm like, why wouldn't you just have him rip it off? Do do two takes, one with a black eye paint, one without a black eye paint, and cut away and then come back to him, and he's there. No one would ever notice. But also the, the way the rubber tears away is annoying to me. It's just like yeah. it makes you gross me out. No, I like it. <laughs> I like it. Or just cool. don't do the scene at all because it's really fucking weird. Well, he's trying to convince her not off. to do this. This is like crossing the line, Selena, even though you've killed many people and I've killed more. Don't do this. And she's like, no, we have to. Pulls it off. Yeah, yeah, And then we get the classic line, Nick. Bruce Wayne, why are you dressed as Batman? Because he is Batman, you moron. Was Batman. Pulls a gun, shoots Bruce in the chest. Bruce collapses. Uh, Selena then turns over to Max and is like, listen, you killed me. Batman killed me. The penguin killed me, right? That leaves six lives left. Do you have enough in there to finish me off? And he's like, let's see, or whatever. Or, yeah, six, yeah, six, seven. Well, Four, seven, five, anyone, I mean. six, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So alive. shooting her extremities. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, he's not a good shot. He's not a good shot. But she's fucking four feet away from me. <laughs> it's true. You know what I mean? Aim for the heart. Because of the wig. Sure, <laughs> sure. There, there. <laughs> uh, but eventually, she, he's out of guns or bullets. She gets there, wraps them up, wraps them around the electrical thing, and then makes out with him while zapping him with the stun gun, which seems like overkill, but it, it fries him, man. It also seems like that would kill her. But I guess she well, has this one life life. Or, Yeah, this is the life she has to spare, right? So you guys read uh, that as, like, literal? Yeah, I mean, I think by the fact that she survived being electrocuted kind of shows yeah. it was literal at this point. Yeah, right. Um, she didn't actually kiss him and just put the thing up to his face. Maybe, you maybe, I don't know. after this? Yeah. I anyway, she, she, because she's wearing pleather that's like a plastic, it didn't conduct the Oh, very She wakes, or no, Bruce wakes up, he goes over there, he pulls the shit off, he finds Max Squirt corpse. But no Selena Kyle. Meanwhile, the penguin has risen from the water as well. He's gushing the black and green shit out of his mouth. 
Uh, he comes over to confront Batman, and his final thing is, ah, he can barely talk or whatever. He reaches in, grabs an umbrella, opens it to attack him, and it's the cute one. Kevin, what's he say? Shit, I picked the cute one. Shit, I picked the cute one. Thank you, Nick. Nailed it. Uh, he then collapses face down on the ramp, and then all of his penguins, sensing he's dead, push him in. They walk him out in a few in a few They don't touch him. Do they? Their little flippers touch him. Their little flippers touch him. No. I don't, I'm not sure there's any physical contact. These yeah. six fucking penguins walk next to a lighting. And then he just starts fighting and it's like, what the fuck? Do they have force powers? Like, this yeah. is so weird, man. Magic magic powers. Penguin. penguin powers, yeah. Magic mm. penguins. Mm. If I had a nickel. Uh, we had a shot of him dead in the water with his the goose coming out of him. Uh, and that's that's it for all the villains, right? Uh, from here, now we're in the Wayne uh, car where Alfred's driving Bruce Wayne around Gotham streets as the snow falls on uh, Christmas time. And Bruce thinks he sees Catwoman down an alleyway, or Shadow Lee's, jumps out, runs down there. It is, in fact, just a black cat he finds. He picks it up, walks it back, gets in the car, looks sad. And, you know, uh, Alfred's like, hey, man, this all sucks, but, you know, Merry Christmas. And he's like, Merry Christmas to you, Alfred, and goodwill towards men. And he looks at the cat and women. Wow. You know, oh, credits. No, oh, no, no. And now before the credits, we then, yeah, pan out and we go through the rooftops to where, boom, the bat thing was done and Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman head comes up. And then it's credits. Bruce Wayne's big sexism, man. It's crazy. Yeah, dude. Batman <laughs> returned. You did it. Give me some haiku in review, Andy. Seven syllables in the middle. You need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. Patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your review in haiku form, just like Engine 25 did. I need the hookup so that I can form an army of missile penguins. Yeah. I fucking love the penguin army, man. That's not maybe the best thing I've seen in a movie ever in my entire life. Uh, Grant Burton says, the Batman is back. And he's donning a new cow. That penguin is foul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the final one here is Andrew Fison says, Well, my name is Chip, and I am here to say, Dad, go. Save yourself. Dad, go. Save yourself. Dad, go. Save yourself. <laughs> I don't like it. I, I don't like I it. I love it because it. after that, he put insert bad walking impression. So, you nailed it. Good job, Dick. He knows it. He knew. He knew. So good, so good. Uh, what do we got left here, Greg? <laughs> Whatever you delight. want it to be. We the <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, hit me with the song. Finest. Hit me with the yeah. Hit me with the song. There the wasn't song. a there wasn't a song there. No, no. I think we just put it all in a ragu bag, didn't we? Yeah. Like a podcast within a podcast. Greg, really quick though, I will tell you exactly what happened. You said, Andy, hit me with the song for. Gotham's finest, the something delight, and I just broke out into laughter, and we just went on with it. <laughs> so weird. What's up, everybody? Welcome to welcome to welcome to welcome all the podcasts within a podcast within a podcast you love. I'm one of your hosts, Greg, alongside the crew, Kevin, Andy, Nick, and Tim. Uh, is there a secret delight? Is there a Gotham's finest for Batman Returns? I mean, of course. The definition of Gotham's finest is a secret secret delight. The number one delight definition, of course, is hey. Something you didn't expect to like in this movie. Like in number right now, at number one is uh, 66. Uh, Joey and Gia thought Catwoman's Russian costume and Adam West's small nipples were great. And now, then in number the two, the secret delight was Prince's soundtrack, 89. Yeah, for secret delights, it's not ranking. It's just I know, I know, I know, I, know, I, know, I didn't mean it. Okay, I didn't yeah. mean it order. Yeah. I just meant it gotcha, like the, gotcha. the things that have happened so far. 
I mean, it sounds I, like the Penguin Army is what Tim loves. I, I'm going with the Penguin Army, man. Dude, like, what a what a moment. And, like, that's in a movie that has Catwoman, which I guess there's no secret there. Warner Brothers had to constantly submit new Catwoman posters for various cities as many of the bus stop ads were being stolen. It got so bad that police officers had to patrol bus stops in order to catch perpetrators before they could break the plexiglass containers. Today, the, the large-scale Catwoman bus ads are worth a great deal of money. Wow. Awesome. There's a lot of horny people out there, but no, nah, dude, he's watching Penguin. That fact. All right, I guess then the secret of life for this one's Penguin Army. That's Hell good enough yeah. for me. Put it on there. Uh, we have Best Batmobile, which I don't think we need to update, right? 89 Batmobile is this Batmobile. Same one, yeah. They didn't really redesign it. We yeah, but this one, like, turning into the weird, like, one-third Batmobile, yeah. I'd say that firmly puts the 89 one above this one because that was not good. I wonder if they saw that one. Like, what if it was like a motorcycle and someone's like, "No, nah, that'd be dumb." It looked like a luge. I feel like it must have, as soon as it went, like it, the wheels on the side have to have come out. Otherwise, there's no way that vehicle could make a turn. You know? Well, it had a little. Oh no! It's just a straight shot back to Wayne Manor from there. He never had a turn. Mm. <laughs> That's why that that one little alleyway that, by the way, was just in the middle. There's just a building in the middle of a street. That I was like, I never understood why they just built that like that. It was the dumbest thing ever. We've already covered the best bat suit is now Batman Returns with 89 Batman and the 66 bat suit behind it. But then we come to Ragu Bagu, aka Ragu Roga, <laughs> the Rogues Gallery, ranking that number one right now is 89 Batman's Joker. Number two is 66 Catwoman. Riddler, Joker, and Penguin. Where do we want to put Max Shrek, Penguin, and Catwoman, guys? I'll put him number one. I'd say number two. I'd say number two as well. I just think it was so fun to watch the Joker the entire time come off. And then I think it was just much more of a focused story. And when we were with him, it's just he's bananas. And Jack Nicholson just did such a great job of, like, having those just anything-goes moments. And this is no disrespect to Danny DeVito and and Walken and Michelle Pfeiffer. I think they did a great job, but, man, I mean, Jack Nicholson as the the Joker is, like, almost a role that he was born to play. Yeah, Jack Nicholson was so enjoyable, I think, as Joker. I I, I vote the same way. I would put, um, yeah, I would put Jack Nicholson's Joker as number one. Danny DeVito was born to play Penguin, and he absolutely he was killed it. Yeah, that woman was so good in this movie. They committed so hard to what she is. And add Max Shrek to this, who is just like a genuinely unsettling dude. And it's Christopher Walken, who's fucking awesome. I, I feel like that they're just not very – like, they're just absurd characters that make no sense. The Joker's gang, man. Come on. They're off the top gun. I don't get what's wrong with How many times does Kevin have to tell you if you started going crazy, he would follow you and be your gang? Like it's, it's, You know it's, that. It's, you know that. You know that. It, come on, Tim. You sound ridiculous. I know that. That doesn't rank high on a Batman villain's list. And then, all right, then we got Ragu Bat Guys, where we're ranking Bat Guys. If we already put the Batmobile on here, I guess we have to put Michael Keaton uh, here as well. Number one is Michael Keaton, 89. Number two is Adam West, 66. Where do you want to put Batman Returns? Um, I would put it at number two. I'd put it at number one. I think it's fights in this world. Way better than he didn't fall. I thought he, I liked that he was, he was crazier in uh, Batman, 89. Yeah, I, like, I just like him in Batman 89 more because I, I just feel like the, the line between Batman and Bruce Wayne was a little bit better, a little bit more clear, and I think he's a little bit more um, ominous and in the shadows. And in this one, it's not his fault necessarily, but the, he's just kind of always well lit. Everything's just so well lit. There's no smoke. There's no mystery. And why? You have the whole point of Batman is he's supposed to be coming in and out of the shadows and using that. And I think Kate Keaton just did a great job with it in the first one. And in this one, he was just like, I'm in the street. You got me for 15 minutes. What do you want? 
And there also just wasn't enough of him. Here's the thing. I'm going to say the the zipper, it made things too easy for him. Too easy. He He had to hold his pee in the last one. And finally, Ragu Alf Alf. (laughs) We rank the Alfreds of the Batman game. I'm really tired, man. (laughs) Number one, 89, Michael Goff. Number two, 66, Alfred, uh, where we want to put Batman Returns. Uh, Number one, man. What? No, he actually like did something in this one that wasn't just be, do make excuse bad decisions, me, like letting Vicky into the Batcave. First of all, they had a relationship that. of up to maybe even more than a week. We don't know. They don't clarify that. All right. And then the 66 Batman put on the little uh, raccoon masks yeah, and yeah, like went yeah. around driving and doing stuff. We barely saw this one. No, thank you. Last place for me. I like this he, one because he jammed the frequency. He helped use the CD to bring down Penguin. At no point uh, did the jamming the frequency do it. Yeah, he, had like, he, he probably pressed the button. Who are the presents for? Orphans. I liked that more yeah, heart-to-heart moment in 89 when they were together at the yeah. at the dinner yeah, table. Yeah. I just feel like he wasn't mm. – I, I don't know. I, I feel like he was almost just – like a gadget, he <laughs> he was just almost like a bat gadget in this movie, where he was he did the jobs and just wasn't really present otherwise, except for thinking of a dirty limerick. I put him in. Never heard. So you're putting him number two. Number two one was a cat from Nantucket. Shit, that started off. How's it end? I don't know. I'm not even try. Tim, back to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's time to rank the Batman movies. Currently, number one is Batman '89, and number two is Batman. 66. I don't think it's a surprise. I think this is number one by a large, large margin. I, I think nostalgia is blinding you guys. I just feel like this movie is 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 fun. There's a campiness. There's a violence to it. But I just, again, mirroring what I said at the beginning, I just don't think they do anything particularly new with this other than just add more characters, which, again, adds to the fun factor. But with 89, to me, that was just such a new and beautiful and amazing thing. And I just think it worked so I, I like the more focused triangle between him, Vicky Vale, and the Joker a lot more than this, which just seems like they're splitting a lot of time between these villains that don't really have – I mean, their motivations are always just kind of just cookie cutter. We want to destroy everything because we're bad guys. and That's so not true at all. Penguin's mad because he was a little kid that got taken away from having a real life, and Catwoman is like legitimately insane because she was almost killed. Like, I don't know how much more motivation you need than Joker, who was like legitimately just a bad guy. That's fair, I guess. Um, I just, I just, I don't know. I just didn't. I never, I never found penguins particularly compelling, just because he's had seventy-two years to, to, to rectify that, and he's just been a bad guy, and then he just wants to do something bad just to punish. For me, it, it's Gotham funny you bring up nostalgia and blinding us, because I feel like coming in, I would have been like, "Oh, Batman Returns is better than '89," but here I am, and I, I'm voting uh, number two with '89 above it because I think that I just enjoyed that picture and that story as a complete package more than this one yeah and that's for a number of different things but i enjoyed the batman focus i enjoyed the joker as the villain and i enjoyed the vicky Vale stuff more whereas here i think it is just the we get so little of batman bruce in this movie in a way that i i felt compelled with and i like devito obviously and i like uh pfeiffer obviously and i like what they do with the characters but i think overall like having to put that much into it along with shrek on top of it actually detracts from it being a Start to finish, I'm in it for the entire ride. I'm, I'm enjoying it on the same level. I totally agree. Yeah, nostalgia is like not a factor with me at all because I just don't remember them at all. I thought this movie was going to be a banger, and I just didn't really feel that way at the end of the movie. Um, I enjoyed '89 uh, a lot more than I thought I would, and this one I was uh, a little bit disappointed. But I, although I still think Devito killed it, I think he was 
entertaining to watch, but so was Jack Nicholson for me. So I, I would put this at number two below Batman 89. Yeah, I was uh, surprised last week that uh, Paula enjoyed the 89 one, which I, I didn't remember as much. But, like, yeah, rewatching it, I, I thought overall it was a good movie. But then when I was rewatching uh, Returns, it's just – it was too campy and uh, it was late and Paula at one point was like, hey, I got to go to bed. And she didn't care to finish it. And, like, that, that kind of makes sense to me where it's just – it's so campy and ridiculous that it kind of, like, loses your attention in my opinion. So, yeah, I'd also put it as uh, the second. So number one, we got Batman 89. Number two, we have Batman Returns. And number three, we have Batman 1966. Next week, we're doing Batman Mask of the Phantom. Oh, oh, oh. I Let's fucking How, Have you guys actually seen this? Has everyone seen this? Yeah. Uh, again, I haven't seen this movie in 25 years, probably. <laughs> oh, I'm, ex- I'm excited to go back and watch it. It's been a minute for me. Is too. this connected to the animated show? Mm-hmm. Should it's I watch all that? Think yeah, the whole now, animated show. You should watch that, Justice League, and the Superman I've uh, animated show as well. Thank you. Yeah. Until next time. Same bat time, same bat channel. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Kind of Funny's Batman in Review. That's right. We are ranking and reviewing every theatrically released Batman movie. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the big dog, Kevin Coelho. <laughs> Look at him. He looks crazy. I love it. How's the that Andy right normal? Andy Cortez. That's my CEO right there. <laughs> the producer slash producer in in a in a new room. Yeah, Nick Wow, uh, new room, Nick. I know. Before we go over to my my room, which it looks amazing, and thank you to everyone, especially Kevin who got me all this gear, and Tim who got me all this stuff. It looks great, awesome. What I'm more just putting a pin in that. What I'm more disturbed about is how good the makeup is. I don't know if that like makes him crazier that it's spot on. Or you know what I mean? Like, no, I mean I think it, it, what, forehead where it's kind of wiped away. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. I, I feel like what it is is it tells you how cool the makeup was in the Joker, where you have to imagine that Greg literally just went like this with the white makeup, so it was rubbed in, and that's what that's what the Joker did. And for audio listeners, no. we do have Greg the Joker Miller. Hello, Tim. How are you? I'm good. I'm really enjoying your your short sleeve shirt, which is just awesome. Yeah, so it's so a gun show there. Cause this yeah, has, I don't have many purple shirts, it turns out. So I had to throw on oh, just you can't, see, you can't see it on the screen. You have to go like this. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a casual joker. You know, it really, you know, it's a Greg Miller interpretation. Isn't mm-hmm. it? I mean, it's it's very much like into the Spider-Verse. Anybody can wear the mask, right? Yeah. You just have to put it on and say, fuck the world. That's all it is. Right. That was the message right. of the Spider-Verse. That's the message here. Andy Cortez, kindoffunny.com. I picture this Joker, like, refilling his coffee and, like, oh, hey, Beth, how's it going? Good. Yeah. <laughs> this Joker's definitely on time for the 10 a.m. meeting. Yeah. yeah sure. this is, uh, He's got places to go, things to do. Semi-future spoilers, but it's reality, so it kind of gets weird. But Joker's the only character to, to win two uh, Academy Awards for Best Actor, like, the portrayal of that character. So we have two different actors that have won Best Actor for portraying the Joker. 
Is Greg going to be the third in this in review? Right I don't know, man. I'm feeling pretty Love good about anything. this. I'm feeling good about this because this like is got a in review. Like Greg I was saying, you can watch it live. Why do you wait for Tim to talk and then you start talking, Tim? Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, or you can watch it later on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com. If you want to listen to it, we're there as a podcast. Just search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny in review. We'll be right there. If you want to get the show ad free, patreon.com slash kind of funny is where you want to be. Just like our Patreon producers, James Davis at James Davis makes Andrew Feistner and making his debut. We have a third gentleman, and his oh my name God. is Jeremy Zuccarello. Yeah, what do you, yeah. you got me, Jeremy oh Zuccarello? Easy, Zuki's good. Zuki, that's amazing. Zookeeper, can we do that? Zookeeper, oh, oh, wow. yeah, that's good. That's good right we there. Let the animals out. Let the animals we out. Built, we built a zoo. <laughs> a little housekeeping for you. Extra Life is happening this week. Community stream hosting such Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific and ours starts Saturday, November 7th, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. You go to kindoffunny.com slash extra life to sign up or donate. whole bunch of shenanigans are sure to be had. Very exciting stuff. We're going to be streaming a bunch of games. We're just going to be hanging out. It's going to be a good time. So we'll see you there all day on Saturday. But today... We are talking about The Dark Knight. Now, before I even get into it, I just want to put uh, a little uh, PSA out there about this show in review. We've heard the feedback. We've been talking about a lot of the the stuff behind the scenes and with you guys about this show. We're trying to get a format that's a bit more consistent going forward across all the different shows. So for the rest of Batman, uh, we are going to not do all of the podcasts within a podcast. We're going to save the majority of the, the ranking things. Uh, the ranking of the Batman, the ranking of the Batmobiles, the ranking of the Alfreds, the ranking of the, the Robins and the Jokers and the this and the that, all that stuff. We're going to keep for a final bonus episode after Batman interview has concluded. Greg Miller from Kind of Funny. I'd like you to show the respect it deserves and call it Rock and Robin. We will we will Thank save you. Rock and Robin. song one more time for Rock and Robin. Oh, sure. Sorry. One last time. A send-off. You know what I mean? <laughs> one last time. <laughs> So the Joker laugh? I'm calling that one right now. <laughs> oh, yep, yep. Thank you. Super loud. Goodbye, Rock and Robin. <laughs> we hardly knew you. We'll see you in a few weeks. I don't know how many goddamn Batman movies are left. Now, here's the thing. As, as a little bat fact to go along with that Rock and Robin intro, in one draft of the script, a reference to Robin being related to Rachel Dawes was considered. Uh, the character of Dick Grayson was not explicitly mentioned. However, Rachel Dawes is revealed as being a relative of the Grayson family. Christopher Nolan had it removed because he didn't want to build up hope about Robin appearing in a future movie. Mm. That was smart. Yeah, I agree. Especially how, how much they fuck it up next time around. No future spoilers. No Lord. future spoilers. God, I can't wait for I can't wait for today. Let's stay in the moment, everybody, because we're talking about The Dark Knight, released on July 18th, 2008. Ledger died on January 22nd, 2008, some months after he completed filming and six months before the film's release wow. from a toxic combination of prescription drugs, leading to intense... Inten- leading to intense... Att- Whoa. Leading to intense attention from the press and movie-going public. All of Ledger's scenes appear as he completed them in the filming. In editing the film, Nolan added no digital effects to alter Ledger's actual performance. Uh, Nolan decided to dedicate the film in part to Ledger's memory. 
directed that was one of those moments, man. Like I, you know, I think I know. Obviously, so many. We, most of us, if not all of us, probably watching it, lived through it or remember it to some extent. But I remember like that was a moment, the first time at IGN, where like time stopped. Where it was like a full stoppage of like I remember I I remember it was the old Brisbane office with the giant high desk and somebody on the guide side shouted it out and it was like what and everybody was immediately just dead quiet in the office and on the internet trying to figure out what's going on and then we all had that moment you have where you feel like an asshole because we were all like wait does anybody know are they still filming stuff for that yeah. like and, and, yeah, yeah, I mean, where you were selfish like wait a minute <laughs> did they finish. It's it, yeah, I, I you know we had that a lot lately. I feel, and it's not even I don't, I don't go into the realm of selfishness as much as it is like you know how much everybody's looking forward to that performance. Yeah, that performance kind of thing. You know what I mean? It, but it wasn't. I mean, and you still to this day you wrestle with that of like when when a celebrity dies and you're like, or wait, Carrie Fisher, well, right. on something. Yeah, Carrie Fisher, uh, even Chadwick Boseman, stuff like that. You wonder, uh, and you know, there's definitely we saw with Bose, uh, Chadwick, obviously a bunch of people who went the wrong direction, I think, in terms of trying to get SEO and URLs and stuff like that. But I remember that being such a fucking holy shit moment, let alone the fact that this then came out at E3. I remember it came out during E3, and, like, there was a, a bunch of IGN people who went to see it at midnight, and I, I, I didn't because I, I had people to see it with when I got home. I saw it at midnight. It was crazy. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> the, the sad thing, well, that was the one <laughs> that we saw that midnight showing. I think we told the story, but that was the one where, like, the fire alarm went off. Yeah, the fire alarm went off, and I was like, what the fuck? Is this movie so good? It's, like, creeping into real life. Um, the sad thing about it is that he just never got to see it all, and that that's yeah. what really kind of bums me out is that, you know, like, Sean Connery just passed away, and that's that's sad, but Sean Connery lived a full life. He was 90 years old. He had done yeah. a lot of great movies, um, a lot of not so great movies, but, but are, you know, <laughs> never forget never forget The Rock, what up, and all of the... What the fuck? The Rock's a great movie. No, that's yeah, what I mean. Never forget The yeah. Rock. That's a great movie. The Rock, and The Hunt for October. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen we don't talk about. Fantastic movie. talk about that movie. And out of 10. Um, yeah, it was you know, it was such it was such a weird place in time because I it was MySpace that was sort of taking over the news and like that's how I was kind of keeping up with it because I was looking at all my friends' statuses being posted on MySpace and it just kind of like points you at like what was happening in the world at that time and where we went for our social media news. Yeah. And yeah, this is one of those midnight viewings that me and my friends went to uh when we had just moved to Austin. And, uh, again, this is that movie that we watched, we're blown away by, and then we were like, oh, wait, his next movie is about espionage inside of dreams? Like, that was like, this is kind of like that big introduction to Nolan, where we had, um, we had the prestige and stuff like that, but The Dark Knight was really the movie that kind of like, oh, shit, this guy's on another level right now. So, yeah, once again, directed by Christopher Nolan, music by Hans Zimmer and James Newton Howard. The Batman theme is heard only twice in this movie, as composers Hans Zimmer and James Newton Howard decided that a heroic theme that a viewer could hum would overlook the complexity and darkness of the character. Hearing the tune only twice would create what Zimmer calls a musical foreshadowing. God, they're cool. Do you know which moments those were? Because I think one of them is the SWAT team moment. I think you hear that, where he, like, Mm -hmm. kicks the guys out. He does a little weird with the rope and then kicks him out the side. So cool. And I think the other one was when he when he killed when he uh, kidnaps the guy from China. Is right? it the end? Yeah, I feel like that's right. Oh, maybe it is the end. God, you mean the world's think, best ending? Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure that's the ever. Yeah. There was also wasn't there a shooting involved in one of the movie theaters when this first yeah. came out? Yeah, with the red hair. Yeah. yeah, I think that was. I, if I remember correctly, though, after like some some stuff came out that it was less about. And it was unfortunate because I think it was less about the Dark Knight movie and just about it just being he just wanted the movie the theater that was full, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it was that he was specifically like, 
I'm 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 doing this movie like targeting Chaos this movie Joker. specifically. Yeah, I think he just was unfortunately. Mm, people in chat are saying that was Rises. Yeah, it was. Oh, right. Yeah, the Aurora right. shooting that was. Yeah, yeah Aurora, yeah, Colorado was during Rises with Bane. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry to turn it back. This movie is amazing. <laughs> so uh, a budget of 185 million dollars, a box office of over a billion dollars. Batman Begins made 373.6 million. So think about that. That is a ridiculous increase. It made more money than Batman Begins' entire domestic run in only six days of release. With over a billion dollars in revenue, it became the highest-grossing film of 2008, the first comic book movie to reach a billion dollars, which think about that contextually. That's insane. And it is now the 47th highest-grossing film of all time. At the time of release, it was the fourth. God, that's insane. That's the crazy part. That numbers are just gone and gone and gone. Yeah, Marvel. (laughs) Man. Crazy that's, that's, that's the Marvel effect taking over. Uh, I saw a really cool um, interview, just like a little snippet for, with um, Christian Bale sort of on a red carpet and then saying, hey, uh, what do you want to say to Robert Pattinson now that he's taken over the role as Batman? And he was like, oh, just Good make it your you. own. He was like, he's like oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> I'm thinking of the quote. I can't think I'm of trying to do a scene here with Bryce. <laughs> oh, good for you. Yeah, and that was, he was like, Robert Pattinson um, – you make it your own. Don't worry about what the haters are saying because when Heath was cast as Joker, all the backlash was there, and nobody believed that he could ever do this role. And look at it. It's one of the best roles in Hollywood history, you know. And I would have told I was him. Like, That's so true. I would have told him to make sure he can breathe through his nose because yeah. it's very awkward when you're trying to scream and emote and act, and you clearly cannot breathe through Roger! your nose. Roger! <sighs> uh, the people got him. Are you wrong? Nick, you mean you mean how his upper lip looks like when you get out of the water with a snorkel on? Yeah, exactly. You got like, you got yeah. like the yeah. 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 Here's the thing. Here's the thing about the movie. There, are, if you when you get into the minutia, there's so many bad elements of it. So many bad elements of it. But those just prove how good the movie is. Because you get to the end, you're like, that was phenomenal. That's legitimately one of the best movies ever made. But some of the fight scenes, some of the performances, and some of the way this movie is edited. Leave much to be desired. Overall, again, I think, one, I mean, this, I would put this movie up as being one of the best movies ever made, period, full stop. Not just one of the best Batman movies. I would put this, like, top ten on my list of greatest movies ever made. Um, there's that. There's the Ballad of Ricky Bobby. And obviously, yeah, of course, yeah. you know, the, you know Daddy's uh, Home. Uh, yeah, Daddy's Home. Uh, what's the Bobby? <laughs> no, what's the, what's the Heat movie? What's the Heat, the heat. movie? Yeah, you got to you know. The heat, the heat, yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, wouldn't be, I, you wouldn't be alone, Nick, because uh, in terms of awards, this was the comic book movie with the most Academy Award nominations at eight before being beaten by Joker in 2019, which had 11. At the 81st Academy Awards, The Dark Knight won two awards, Best Supporting Actor for Heath Ledger and Best Sound Editing. It was additionally nominated for six others, Best Art Direction, Best Cinematography, Best Sound Mixing, which, are you fucking kidding me? That's like, crazy. That is the yeah. worst thing about this movie by a yeah. long shot. Yeah. yeah. I can't believe it. Why? You don't like the fact that you can't hear Gary Oldman 90% of the time when he's Why? talking? Why? 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 him. Awful. I don't. I think it's just because he has a delicate performance and Christopher Very Nolan's delicate. like, it's fine. And I think Christopher Nolan doesn't like doing ADR. I have a theory on that. I think he just doesn't like going back and re-recording the dialogue for any of his actors. So he just lets it go. Because if he did do ADR, I'd be like, could you please go back and redo Christian Bale's, like, like, everything he says in the Bat costume. Just everything. There, there's no <sighs> way they couldn't, like, they couldn't, like, boost it in post. Like, that seems like that, that was a choice of, like, someone was like, hey, can you check the audio, make sure everything's good? And he was like, yeah, I checked it. It's great. 
And it's like, but he's, he really? He's, he, maybe he has bad hearing because all of his movies are like, <laughs> I honestly think this. Chris, like, I think Chris, we need to up to now. It sounds perfect to me. Fuck you. Because like, I remember watching Interstellar for the first time. Granted, yeah. it was all just depending on theater, but it was so loud at times and then so quiet well, at other times. I'm like, I don't think that this is within the realm of like acceptability for theater goers. Interstellar had some major problems with their audio, right? Where like the IMAX version had like the best audio, right? That's where I mean, it's not. It not all great. of it, yeah, all of it's just the dynamics are just so so ridiculously off, and it's just it's upsetting because they're what's being said and like the music is so good, so but when good. it's so unbalanced, it's like you get distracted by having to change the volume every like five fucking seconds. And, uh, anyway, also best visual effects, best makeup, and best film editing. In spite of the film's critical success, the film was noticeably absent from the best picture nominee list, prompting controversy bullshit. and leading many to criticize the Academy Awards for snubbing the film. There was speculation that the Academy and uh, later changed their number of Best Picture nominees to 10 instead of the traditional five because of the film's omission. In a question and answer session that followed the announcement, the Academy's then president said, I would not be telling you the truth if I said the words Dark Knight did not come up. Yeah, Pretty they cool. should have given this movie Best Picture. Uh, what won that year? What won? Yeah, what won? Yeah. 2008. Because whatever it was. say Amelie. This was the same year that... that <laughs> before. <laughs> oh, there will be blood. One. This was or the wait. same year that this was the same year that Heath Ledger beat Robert Downey Jr. from uh, um, *Tropic Thunder*. Was he nominated for that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Robert Downey Jr. got nominated for *Tropic Thunder*. Yeah, yeah. No nominate? country for old men. Okay. Well, um, fuck that It's never. It's never done anything for me. No, I mean the thing is, it's a great. No country for old men. It's a phenomenal movie. It's very fatalistic. It's very dark. But this movie specifically, and going back to sort of you know the other Joker that won, which was Joaquin Phoenix, right? Joaquin. Joaquin. That Joker, that movie, and it's future spoilers. No future spoilers. But it's a distinctly different film. Um, This, what I think, why this movie is so important and why it's so good is that it is, it manages to be an incredibly compelling story that is about Batman. Well, actually, I would say it's more about Joker, but it, it still fits in the Nolan universe and still feels comic booky. Whereas the Joker doesn't necessarily do. I think they wanted to make sure. a more serious film that wasn't based really, really in, in comic books at all. Um, and, and that's why I think this well, movie is so important and pivotal for, I feel for the like genre. I agree with you 100%. Don't get me wrong. But that's why the bad scenes we're t- you talked about earlier, I think, stand out more in this. Because you are lulled into this movie, and I say lulled, I mean, it's nonstop. How long is this team? I'm sorry, I forgot already. Yeah, yeah, two hours, 32 minutes. I mean, like, it's it flies by. Yeah, this is, you know, I, this is one of the few movies I own on Blu-ray and watching it again, like, and it's been a few years, but watching it again, like, when we started amping up to the conclusion, like, fuck, we're really moving. I can't believe it's gone this quickly. But it is those things of the movie is so well done that, like, it's the, obviously been mean to shit, but, like, when fucking Harvey wakes up in bed and looks at the Joker and he's just got the mask on and there's no reaction, and then when he peels off the mask and Harvey freaks out, like, oh, holy yeah. shit, that's the Joker. It's like, what well, gave it away? The first fucking time you looked at him. Like, those yeah. little moments, and even, Har- you know, uh, Two-Face, like, Harvey's, you know, uh, Two-Face died, right? Like, being so over the top and so, like, they won't, you won't oh, take God. skin grab because, like, he, he would die. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, would, he would 100% die of an effect, a massive infection if, his, uh, if uh, half of his face was exposed to the elements. Tim, uh, Nick earlier mentioning that, you know, obviously, the I don't know if, uh, Tim, are we done with the facts? I mean, there's a million facts. A real quick fact I wanted to just 
Remember yeah, what you're uh, saying. I want to jump up for what Craig was saying. Nolan designed Dent's scarred appearance in the film as one of the least disturbing, explaining when we looked at less extreme versions of it, they were too real and more horrifying. Mm-hmm. When you look at a film like Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, something like that, there's something about a very fanciful, very detailed visual effect that I think is more powerful and less repulsive. Uh, Framestore created 120 computer-generated shots of Dent's visage. Nolan felt using makeup would look unrealistic as it adds to the face, unlike real burn victims. Uh, Framestore acknowledged they rearranged the position of bones, muscles, and joints to make the character look more dramatic. But after looking at a whole bunch of different options, they were like, this is, this is what it has to be without looking too real but still feeling grounded. That's and I think it's wonderful. Yeah, I thought the scene, so. like I, I kept saying last night, I, you know, this is from 2000. I mean, 2007, you got to assume is when they started the CG on this, the posts on it. Um, I, I think it still holds up incredibly well. Definitely. The lighting is so convincing, depending on what, uh, you know, what room he's in, where the where the source of light is coming from. And it all just sort of like shines kind of on the, not only the dead skin, but still the, the fleshy parts. Like, God, it's so freaky and I can't stop looking at it. Go ahead, Nick, from Kind of Funny. I watched Gemini Man two nights ago. Hell yeah, you did. And first off, enjoyed the shit out of it. I can't believe you guys fucking even had any one critical thing to say of that movie. Having said that, oh my god, the face stuff is so off-puttingly bad. It takes you out of it so fast. <laughs> cool. So fast. It's so bad. Were we really positive towards that movie? A year and a half ago. What's that? Really? I think we were really positive towards that movie, Nick. No, you guys were. You guys did that thing sometimes where I can't tell if you're kidding just to make me watch it, and then you go, ha, you fucker, I told no, you that. No, I, I like legitimately enjoyed a lot of aspects. The action in that movie. And the, the it, 120 really frames in theater was wild. That I didn't see. But I'll, I'll say this, like, for, to, to Andy's point, that was one of the things Dee said. She was like, wow, that, that, real, that, that Harvey Dent face stuff really holds up. I don't even know how they did it. It's It's... Pretty spot on. There's maybe like one or two moments where like the left side of his jaw is not quite moving right, but I really have no context because I've never seen someone missing half their face go about go about their business. But you I, just, I think it's I think it like it holds up so incredibly well, and I think it only falls apart when you think about it. Where it's like, oh, why does he have an eyeball like that? Like, oh, yeah. like why why is it perfectly down the middle? It's like because it's a movie and because it's he's two faced. Like, or where yeah. certain why would steps, they like you have to do that to make it work? There's a couple of things in this movie that like, after watching it a bunch of times, I finally watched it this last time a little bit more critically. There's a couple shots in this that I'm like, huh, why would that be the way it is? First off, why would they save his suit? Wouldn't they just throw that out? Where did he get the other half of the suit? They needed the suit to be like half burned down the side. I'm like, why wouldn't, I don't know. There's that, there's a moment I mean, where they got put into the hospital. You know how it is. When you get abducted, when you get abducted, when you get <laughs> admitted to the hospital, they take your clothes off very gingerly and carefully and hang them in the closet there. Yeah, they, they never, they don't cut them off of you and oh, save your life. Hey. B, there's a moment where somebody, when they first lock and put the Joker in the cell, somebody's taking knives out of their pocket and putting them on the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the Joker's in the cell. So did somebody take all of his knives off of him, put them back in their pocket, just so that they can then take them out of their pocket and then delicately arrange them well, and show you the... When you're arresting, you the first thing they do is check your pockets, right? Yeah. And, like, in the heat of the moment, they're not pulling out the little specimen. They took off his coat, right? right. Yeah. But did they take out... Because it looked like someone was wearing the coat. It looks like someone's wearing no, the coat. I think reaching into their pocket. No, yeah, I, I think that, that they okay. just had put it in their pockets because they needed to store all these knives because he had a lot of them. He really liked them. And then, of course, the other shot that well, always kills is... It's a beautiful shot, but it's the shot that always breaks my brain because I'm like, who is driving the cop car? I don't understand. How you see he... it this time. On Blu-ray, I was watching for it this time because I know we had an argument about I this before. You see it on my head TV. right there. Really? Yeah, get a better TV. 
Who is it? Seven thousand dollar TV, Nick. Who is one of the many crooked cops that works yeah. there, or whatever? Yeah, I mean, like I if we're know. gonna like, again, if, like when you start wanting to wade into like how the realism of the movie then works against it, when the bomb goes off in GCPD out of the fat guy that Joker sets off. Everyone is knocked out except the Joker. Yeah. Well, and it's like, wait, coming. why? <laughs> and like, I mean, knocked out to the point multiple floors away, right? He goes to get mm-hmm. the accountant dude who's quite good at calculations. See, that's one of those things, though, I love, like, again, these are minor gripes. This movie's amazing. That scene, I, I thought that same thing where I was like, how come everyone got knocked down? But it's such a cool visual with him just being the only one standing in his hair. Like, of course, no, it's fucking amazing. Like, that's cool. awesome. it's, yeah. it's the thing with the car where it's like, I, I, my first thought was like, who the fuck's driving the car? It doesn't matter because him hanging his, his, first off, why is he sitting in the back seat? Because he's the fucking Joker. Of course he's sitting in the back seat where someone could just literally lock him in, but they just, yeah. Him hanging his, his face out like a wild dog is just such a fucking great visual. We've yeah, gone too Andy. long. Andy, hit the song. Uh, oh, oh, shit. Guys, fuck my my memory. Oh, my God. Um, Batman begins to the dark night. It's Gotham's finest secret delight. No, I was just looking for the, the plot. plot. Can we do the plot? Oh, the movie well, opens with the bank robbery. <laughs> I just wanted to say one more thing. Like, and the fucking guy. I mean, this is your podcast. Hold on, hold on. Stop secret delights. Andy, what were you going to say? I just wanted to say really quickly, uh, going back to when we did Batman Begins, and I mentioned that the movie's so good, you just kind of, you know, brush away all the shit that makes no sense, because Nolan does that a lot in his movies, where things happen and you go, ah, that doesn't make sense, but this is so great and the music's awesome and everything's cool, so, like, who gives a shit? And there's, you know, that the moment later on with... uh, Batman jumping out the window and saving Rachel from the, and they land. They do the Fast and Furious car land, and then I and I'm sitting there. I'm like, uh, so Joker's still up there with all those people, yeah. huh? <laughs> with all of those goons. Yeah. And, the movie, and the the scene ends. We move on. I was like, oh, yeah. all right. Well, what's the resolution there? Like, <laughs> what <laughs> happened? They ate all the rest of the order. But it's like whatever. Yeah, the movie's great, and Hans Zimmer is just on another level as always, and everything he does just heightens every scene and. It's perfect. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Dark Knight, Christopher Nolan's second Batman film. Uh, we open with the scene that, of course, was the teaser. Nick, you remember what this was put in front of? It was it was on IMAX. You could go see it. I forget. It was something where you could go see this. Like I don't, but I just remember that this, when you watch this on IMAX, it filled up the whole frame, which was sure. fucking awesome. That was a big deal. This is one of the things shot in like 65 millimeter. IMAX. Yeah, actually, you can cut me off there. I got some stuff for you. This is the first uh, major feature film to actually use IMAX and like IMAX footage in it. Uh, writer producer director Christopher Nolan had wanted to shoot IMAX for years, uh, thus using this movie as his opportunity to do so. Six major action-heavy sequences, along with various high-altitude shots, were filmed on the IMAX ratio, featured 37 minutes of IMAX footage, and my God, it looked fantastic. Uh, you know, we open in an unusual part for Gotham, the daytime, because there's a bank robbery going on at one of Gotham's banks. And so we see a bunch of people in clown masks doing it, and then slowly but surely they all start killing each other. Because, of course, they've all been told by the boss to kill the guy that's doing the job that's doing the thing. Uh, meanwhile, though, so they kill the roof guy and they kill the alarm guy, and they make the line of, like, hey, we're, this you know, call is not going out to 911. It's going to a private number. Is that a problem? No. Boom, ISIS him. Uh, ping pong. I'm sorry, Nick. Ping pong. A little, de- uh, little detail I kind of forgot about. Like, I, mm-hmm. it's those little oh, really? lines you always kind of forget. And this scene, I would say, 
a lot less cool this time around for me. Really? really? Oh, that was awesome. Oh, oh, yeah. I, because only because every clown sounds like a shitty Grand Theft Auto NPC. Yeah, like true. all of their all oh, the boy, like the boss is mad at this. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's very cartoonish, they and I think it's like clothes. obviously they're. they're Obviously, they're wearing masks, so you have to see, like, who's talking, and mm-hmm. you have to see, like, them emote and move and shit, but all the lines of dialogue from the little, uh, the little clowns all sound kind of crappy. I will say, though, there's, there's a moment in this that I don't think I ever picked up on before until watching this last time, where the guy um, gets electrocuted by the bank vault, and he's when it cuts his, back to him, he's using his shoes. shoes. I was yeah. like, oh, I don't think I ever saw that. This is cool. Yep. Uh, I also want to give a shout-out to, I think his name's William Fitchner, who is, of course, we know him from Teen Shredder. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's where you're going to give him the shot? Yeah. It was he's also amazing in Heat. <laughs> uh, no, if you're going to give that guy, because he's he's one of those that guy roles, you go to Armageddon. Remember there when he's that? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what I do. Yeah. I'm like to kiss the hand of the daughter of the most brave man I've ever met. And wow. Like, okay, that's me, I guess. I guess and, that's me. My dad's dead. Fuck off. Yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, back here, though. So, uh, yeah. What? Sorry. I also want to say that there's just... Uh, something I guess I'd never caught, like, and it's always bothered me was the fact that, like, they're all just, okay, I'll kill this guy without thinking ahead of, like, oh, someone's gonna kill well, me. Guy, exactly. And there exactly. is the You're one guy that. who was like, I guess you were probably told to kill me. And no, I don't. No, kill yeah. The oh my god, which is such a weird thing to miss because it's so big. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of those things when the bus pulls out that I was like, was the guy in front not be like, wait, did that just come out of the What, what just happened there? Why yeah, you, I was going to say, same conversation, the, the bus behind him just like, whatever, come on. He only Another has to be moment. in that um, uh, cavalcade for like a minute. Yeah, exactly. Like three yeah. blocks, then you can hit a right, okay, and no one's going to notice. One dude will be calling the cops being like, and then it hit a right. It'll be fine. That's yeah, true. but like another Nolan moment where the back of the bus should be severely damaged, yeah. crashing into the side of the building. Yeah, and also it was reinforced, like, reinforced. And there have been a lot of cars driving by, seeing a bus inside it's of a building. School bus. It's not just a bus; it's a school yeah. bus, which I feel is one of those things that like heightens the we need to check to make sure they're okay. Okay, levels, right? Well, yeah. 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 that's the point where they call the cops, right? So, because remember, the, the number wasn't going to the cops, it was going yes. to the mob right, people. Right, right. So at that point, the bus goes through, you got about 30 seconds before the cops are going to go, and that, that kind of checks out. Cause you, you hear them come. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Which, like, makes you I mean, they, they put the same stuff in there. I mean, like, we're going to get to it, of course, I mean, in the next scene, but like, uh, you know, again, Nolan doing the things he does in these movies that doesn't beat you over the head with it, but for nitpickers like us, there's that moment of like, well, what? Like, Joker checks the time on a thing. I kill the bus driver and steps to the side. And so then you can be like, well, how would he know those buses are going to be driving by? Well, because he's looking at the time. He talked to the bus driver routes and knew where they were going on this giant field trip that's every kid in Gotham, so there'd be 19 buses outside. And they, I mean, they're all so drunk on the job, they don't care. Another one just drives in. Yeah, you're so right. You're so right, Greg, because this sets up Every single clever thing that Joker does. Yeah, he's always one step ahead. Right. I don't know if you understand this. When he tells Harvey at the end that he's not a guy with a plan, he's lying. Yeah, he is a schemer. He's a schemer, dude. I love that. I love that line. (laughs) We're gonna get there. He's in a car. We're We're gonna get there. I got it. He's like his performance in this is so fucking good. It's so good. It's. And this is the first part where you get it, right? Where I remember, like, you know, obviously the magic trick in a second on the table will be his real debut. And I remember being enraptured watching that. But, like, this being our even the teaser that we got before of him, you know, standing over the guy from Armageddon and peeling off his mask, right? And showing his true face and that he was the Joker and he was along for the ride and walking and away with the, the big quote. The quote where he's like, what doesn't kill you makes you stranger. I hated that. It's oh, just off-putting and weird I enough. Really? I, I love yeah. it because it's, it's unexpected. It. Yeah. It's not like, 
to me, that set up that this is a, a very different Joker, and there's a million things that do that. But I liked it that it felt not Joker enough, like from the traditional Joker we've known, where it's like, okay, this, this is about to be fucking weird, and I'm not going to be able to expect what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it, uh, that line, uh, amongst all of his lines, like I think is like the worst. I think that's like the worst thing that Joker says in this movie, where everything else is like, I don't know, I just love Heath Ledger's performance. But that seems like something that Jared Leto would have tattooed on him. In well, I, I like I, I like it, but I think, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, it's there's, just cheesy enough. <laughs> there's, there's a moment where, and I, I think you guys probably know this, but when when the guy's reading, I think it's Anthony Michael Hall's reading the note, it where he's like, "Don't I will kill one person," and you can hear Joker in the background, like oh, yeah, reading it too, like right. just like reading some of the lines with it. That little nuance thing. It's, it's what you do when, like, your kid's doing something and you're having yeah. a good time watching them do it. And so you're, like, talking, you know, through it with them. Just so fucked up and deep into that character was he. Keith Ledger yeah. directed those scenes. Uh, did the, he really? The interrogation. Or, like, any time it was, like, the weird video stuff. Okay. Is, is, yeah, he, he did it. And every single take was different. And Nolan was just like, we got, like, the, it was the first take for that one. We was like, we got to go with this. Like, this is so good. It's so good. It also gives us the origins, of course, of Timmy and Tommy Nook from Animal Crossing, how when you go into the shop, obviously Nook's cranny, and they talk to them, and then I think it's uh, Timmy always says the last line again, just like the Joker does in this thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. I don't understand that reference. It's a good one. You would really enjoy it, but you have to, like to play Warzone. If you can't get out there with your FPSs and your Woo! 60 frames Click. a second and 120 Click. gigahertz, you're not having a good time, all right? Yeah. I'm right. Hell yeah. Uh, I also like your your traced out body outline in the back there. Whoever you killed, Nick. Uh, anyways, uh, so, going. yeah, yeah. From there, uh, like I was talking about earlier, right? We get a, a taste of some of the Nolan stuff where we're taken to a parking garage where there's a drug deal going down, right? And guess who it is? It's Scarecrow and himself. So right? I, I love it. it. Right? I don't like the scene. Yeah, this is one of those, this, because uh, first off, I hate the blocking. I hate the his weird fucking thing that he has on his arm for no reason that seems to only have one purpose, which is just to randomly cut a hole in a fucking car. And, and it bends the end of the gun, remember? That's what I was getting to, where he grabs the gun and bends it down. You're like, how the fuck would he do this Superman move? And then the next scene you see him go, yeah, and I didn't get that. But yeah, I, I, not going to be payoff next time. I, I like elements of the scene. I don't like that they've chosen to make Scarecrow this. Scarecrow was like this top tier, like a really scary guy in the last movie. And in this one, he's just a random oh, drug dealer. <laughs> No, I I think it's totally in line with that, and especially with how it ends, with him kind of just being sent off. Like he's not a top tier guy. Like he's kind of fucked up. I said they take you places. I feel like okay. So let me if you wanted to go. Let me let me back up. I don't think it's not that he's top tier. It's that he was so important and scary and nuanced and like deep and the old and like he was a three dimensional character. The other one, this one, he's just a random goon. I'm like, oh man, they did Scarecrow wrong. wrong. it, It turned out he was a random goon, right? What's that? I said it, it turned out he was a random goon, and I think like well, no, the, before he I, was like the emissary for Ra's al Ghul. He was has an incredibly important role, and he was like super scary and running shit in Gotham. And now he's like, I got a van. My cousin's helping me sell some I, yeah, weed. Yeah, I, I just kind of feel like that. <laughs> I I also don't like it, Nick, but I also okay. do feel like it fits the fall from like you know the fall from grace. Yeah, exactly. Sure, that he has. Sure. I, I love this scene because builds, I, I love the cinematic universe. It brings yeah. Scarecrow back as it builds the cinematic universe. I think it's totally believable from how you would fall from the first movie being a, a lowly drug dealer. Like, that's so cool. And I love that the introduction of all the different Batman, of the, the fake guys coming in. Because the first time I watched this movie, I was they got me. It was one of those, like, 
cinematic moments where I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Why does Batman have a shotgun? And I think there's a way that they kind of like add it all up, like bit by bit by bit, reveal it all, and then have that the actual Batman come and how Scarecrow's acting about it all. Like, there he is. I think it's just such a great, great intro to a movie that just had an amazing intro. I'll say this. One of the, one, I, I agree with the Batman stuff. I love the other Batmans, and I love that it culminates in that, that last line. I'm not wearing hockey pads, even though it annoys me, because, Andy, what kind of pads are they wearing? That's uh, right. Catcher pads. Um, cap- but, oh, oh, it's like a catcher. Yeah, I got you. What I don't like is that – so this is this is the start of some of my gripes of the film, one of which is I don't understand why they have Batman entering and exiting the way he does in literally every single scene. He's just, the camera just pans over and he's just standing right there. Whereas in Batman Begins, he's he's all constantly coming from above. He's coming from the shadows. He's coming from somewhere else. This movie just, I think they were like, we've got so much story to tell. We can't really focus too much on the blocking of how the action's going to go. So let's just have Batman just standing over there and we'll just put the frame here and then when we... Isn't this the one where the Batmobile fucking pancakes in in intimidate mode? Yes, but he's not inside of that. He's just standing randomly by a person. Yeah, distraction. I get it. There's never a moment where he comes breaking through the fucking glass in this movie and like scares people. He's just constantly... Like there's another moment... 20 minutes from now, we're going to get to where he was like, it's Gordon, Harvey Dent, and fucking (laughs) Batman, and they're standing on the world's smallest rooftop, and Batman doesn't say a word for like 15 minutes. The camera just kind of goes around, and if I were Dent, I'd be like, can he hear? What the fuck's going on? Can he not hear through the thing? Like, what's happening? I think the more glaring thing of like when you want to do this and have you break it all down is like... When he enters the party, oh, you're gonna fight and I'm gonna yeah. like that. You're gonna love me. And they cut to the wide shot. It's <laughs> so like, was he there. just like push through the party people? Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, that, that's yeah. a perfect moment where it's like, you're on the rooftop penthouse full of glass. Have, give me one homage to Tim Burton. Have a fucking break through the glass above him. The lights go out. No, that's smoke super gets dangerous the glass and boom. There's hella people around him. So is randomly walking up, and by the way, no, fighting with your everyone... elbows like this, and hoping to God the guys with guns behind you don't, don't know how a gun it, works, yeah. and they just try to hit you over the that's head true. with it over and over again. Because that's every well, single I fucking mean, time he fights anyone. He's got armor, Ooh. though. Like, he's... Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he that takes one shot well. to the abs and goes down. Yeah. We're not there really? yet. I know we're not. <laughs> you guys didn't do a five-hour podcast. You were crazy. Thanks, over. Uh, Scarecrow thing happens. I'm not wearing hockey pads like we always said, right? Uh, he's inspiring people, but the wrong way. Uh, we get an update on Gordon somewhere too, where he's got he's on the MCU Major Crimes Unit. Uh, they've got they you know got a whole thing on the wall where they're looking for Batman. That's some poor name, joke. huh? MCU. Yeah, it's great. Homage. Oh, I see. Yeah, 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 okay. I, 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 of course, went to Metropolis, and I was like, I guess I don't think they're trying to reference DC's you know long lineage of other history. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so there we get set up to, of course, like, you know, Ramirez is there, Wurtz is there, and they seem like shitty cops, and guess what? Spoilers, they are. They'll be uh, out of the shitty cops later on. Um, meanwhile, then, we follow back up on the bank robbery of uh, the mob bank. We get there. Uh, Gordon's there looking around with Ramirez, right? And then, boom, Batman's in the bank vault with them. He's like, what's going on? And it's the irradiated bills. Batman and Gordon have been running this whole thing, trying to take down the entire mob. And it's like, whoa. How are they going to do this? That's nuts. And he's like, yeah, it's, you know, me and Batman, Batman and me, Gordon, you know, Gonzo for Gordo. That's what it's all about here. (laughs) When he goes home and he talks to Barbara. Also, how uninventive is it that Barbara Gordon and Jim Gordon had a daughter and a son and they named him Barbara Jim? I got a 